What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to yet another rendition of Backstop Banter. Michael, how are we doing? Doing good. I'm home and my internet is working at the moment. Uh, as we did log on, I did have some issues, but we got it fixed, I think. So much better, much more comfortable. Got my lights on. I'm kind of blind. I got a new light. But uh, yeah, we're doing good. Ready to go. Just got a notification that you're live on Sportscaster, Connie. Congratulations. You know me. Always shout out Sportscaster. Sportscaster shows us some love, so I got to, you know. They really do. I, I love Sportscaster. I do love me some Sportscaster. Hey, Sportscaster, if you ever, uh, you know, just looking to uh, maybe sponsor a uh, another podcast, I'm always available. Me and Michael are always available. Thank you for throwing me in there since you have two shows, but anyway. Listen, hey, two shows. I'm affiliated. I'm affiliated on Twitch now. Like, congratulations! Oh, thanks, bro. You got me some nice subscribers. Shout, hey, listen, all I'm saying to the people watching: if you got Amazon Prime, that means you also have Twitch Prime, and it's free. I don't know what that means. Do you have Amazon Prime? Can you get two day shipping? I think my wife has it, but well, then listen, you connect your Amazon to your Twitch account, and you get to subscribe to people for free. Oh, oh. Well, just so we uh, don't get too carried away here, if you guys have noticed, we look a little bit prettier today, and that's to thanks for the smiley man down here below us. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's because my goatee looked great. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Dalton, so thankful to have you back on the show with us. Guys, if y'all remember, if you ever watch our shows and you're a regular, let's see here. Can we get our names where they pop up? Yeah, got you just got to take that away, don't you? There you go, buddy. There we go. Dalton, of course, uh, he was on our show a couple weeks, I say a couple, a few weeks ago. Uh, he actually is a Alice Lloyd alum. Actually, he's present now. I'm the alum, I guess. I'm not really sure how that goes. But uh, he also played for the Lexington Legends here in Kentucky. A lot of people watching here in my home state and his. And we're happy to have the chance to talk to him about how things were going on there. Actually, that's when I realized he was still in college. I thought he had graduated <laughs> for, for the Legends. But uh, he's a sophomore, plays catcher, just uh, like his old pops there at the big ALC. And thankful to have him back on here. Last time we talked to him, we wasn't really for sure what his plans were. Hopefully we could get a little more heads up on this. Not 100% sure. Smile makes me think, oh, we're still about the same spot. But, but uh, Dalton, thank you for being on the show, man. Thank you guys for having me. I, hopefully I have a better Wi-Fi this time. Oh, yeah. you sound fantastic. You know, Michael, I, I'm almost very tempted to say, that we almost redo what we did last time with the interview. No, just the whole thing. Not the. I mean, no, not the whole thing. But you know, you know, we got some, some good bits. Huh? We yeah, got rapid we got we got great connection this time. We didn't do the rapid fire, did we? Because no, it was we like, yeah. You know, so I mean, we could do that. Hey, listen, we, the people want to know, Dalton. Look at that smile. You alluded to it before. The, mm. the, you know, that's a great shirt, by the way. See, this actually, whoa, whoa, whoa. Come actually, closer to the I camera have, so we can no, see no, that shirt. No, 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 no. I got beef with Dalton, actually, before we even start oh, the wow, show. Man. Okay. Oh, wow. Dalton, I heard, you know, through the grapevine that you were going to send Michael a shirt. Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't hear my I didn't hear my name involved in this shirt sending process. I'm a little. Hey, I'm, I'm seeing both of you, sir. That's how. That's how people. That's how you back you attract. That's how you, you back spread lies. You can't. I mean, <laughs> that is true. Do you see a shirt anywhere here, Connie? Do I have yeah. a shirt? Listen, no. you yeah. might not have it yet, but you were going to, and I wasn't. I felt hurt. I, I mean, if I get one, 
If I could have bought the shirt, I must not have Amazon Prime because it's still not showed up yet. <laughs> yeah, Amazon Prime didn't kick in. Not yet, at least. But, of course, Michael, you know what we got to do. Before we really get into the show, we got to pay the bills, baby. So, if you are into the gambling world, like many of us are, we got we got the NFC AFC Championship games tonight. We got basketball on right now. I was watching a little Laker Bucks before I got on the show. Make sure you head over to mybookie.ag and use code USN100 to double your first deposit. Up to $1,000. They always do great things. You know, free plays. Uh, they, you know, they, they really do try to help you out. I always go back to week one of the NFL where the Chiefs had to lose by 56 in order for you to not win money. And let me tell you, I wasn't too worried about that. So after you win all of your money, and you, you see, listen, here's the thing, though, too. You're going to win all that money. Don't go spend it on the Mega Millions, okay? Because I'm I'm planning on winning it. Well, congratulations. Man. You know what you could buy with that? I think there's a beautiful mask. You know what, Michael? Michael, it's almost as beautiful as that shirt we have. Exactly. Let me get to the shirt. We need to trade. You know what, Dalton? Honestly, I did think about doing that for you. Let's see here. You can even get the mask in a white so you show all your germs. Oh, yeah. But wait, it gets better. Wait till you see this shirt. Look at this. Oh, sweet. Show show them the front of the shirt, Michael. Show them the front. Show them the front. Oh, yes. It actually has the full logo. I I can't zoom in too much, but as you can see, it's behind us in our live stream right now. But what I really like, and granted, I don't really wear this color a lot. Actually, I wore the polo today. Is I think it looks pretty dope in this pink. Listen, I'm just saying, real men wear pink. That's exactly. I, I think it looks good, and I really like the the gray. I think. I think that. Oh, you know, I think pink's Michael's color. I think you pull it off. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. I think I think pink could be you. You could be like a. You could be like Cupid. It brings out my eyes. I'm just gonna say so. So. That whole plug, I guess we didn't really say it too much other than go over there and buy the shirt. Connie, you want to go ahead and talk about yes, the link sir. on that? Yes, sir. Make sure you go over to teespring.com slash stores slash unwrapped. You can see it scrolling right past the pay the bills marker at the bottom of your screen right now. Teespring.com slash stores slash unwrapped. And then we may not we may also not forget. Wait, wait, wait. Don't oh. forget right now. Backstop oh, banter. We are running our promo code all month long. Right now, if you go and make the purchase in the promo code, put Backstop, and you will get 10% off of your whole purchase of Backstop Banter. So get the whole family shirts. Why not? And when you do, please take a picture and send it to us. Uh, go to our Twitter or even on Facebook, Unwrapped Sports. Just put it on there, and we will get it, and we will love it. I yeah, because uh, you know we were name. gonna make we were gonna make Michael Mail model the shirts, but we actually wanted to sell some, so we decided against it. I understand, and you know what, Dalton, I might send you two shirts just so you can get Brandon Phillips one. I mean, I'm just gonna throw that out there again. Hey, listen, uh, I, I'm I'm throwing it out here again, Brandon. <laughs> we're we're always available. Michael is a big fan of yours from the Reds. I thoroughly enjoyed you because, uh, you know, you were an interesting player to watch. So if Dolan Every says, hey, these these two people Brandon. that want you on a podcast, feel free to hit your boys up. We're we're readily, and I mean readily available. Readily. Yeah, only yeah, on we're Thursday. Going we're going to there, there we go. All right, listen. Hey, I'm that would be all- hey, ain't really no problem. Be. It ain't no problem. But let me get this last pay the bill out. We got to go over to Rx Hemp. RXM-USN to save you 10% on your entire order. They got the premium CBD products over there. I know a lot of people in the USN family are big, big fans of that. Uh, I talked 
uh, I was talking to Alex the other day. He said he had to, you know, re up his his. Uh, he had to re up on it. He had to get more. That's what I was trying to get at. But yeah, now that the bills are paid, Michael, let's get into the episode. If you don't care, I do. I don't really. Hurts my feelings. I don't know much about RX Hemp, so I actually got online. I'm gonna see if I can bring this up on our stream. Is it showing there? I got to looking around a little bit, and here's just some of the stuff. It's all apparently from these bee pollens, and everything's all as natural as can be. Of course, there's a little hemp in it as well. But the use of staining, we love that. Oh yes, but you know, pain, discomfort, muscle strains, post workouts, which I never have. Michael, say this next word. I'll give you ten dollars. Fibromyalgia. Oh no! Oh, you were so close. That was close. How do you say it? Fibromyalgia, like how it's properly pronounced. I'm sorry. That's how we say it here in the mountains. <laughs> Headaches, which I'm totally into. Joint pains, arthritis, soreness, and the benefits. Well, I mean, you guys can read too, so you can see all of them there. So go on their website, as you can see here, rxhemp.com, and then you can also use a promo code that we talked about a second ago. I, I need some of that. I need you know that. what? Dalton, you probably could use some of that. I can use that. Well, yeah, listen, because my man's a catcher over here. I listen, bro. And that's what I was going to say. I mean, don't get me wrong. I probably have a hundred pounds on you anyway, so that's probably why. But I play catcher like three times. Listen, really, Michael? That's what we're doing. I mean, I'm I'm more than you, so I can say that. You know, you're right. Um, I play catcher like three times my whole life. Can't, not a fan. Can't do it. So I don't know how I don't know how you guys sit behind there seven nine innings. Power to you because it could oh, yeah. not be me. I got to play catcher for like one inning, and it's because I bugged the coach to death to play it because I'm left-handed, so there's like never heard of a lefty behind home plate. But I was like, listen, it's my last year. Let me just – let me catch one inning. And this was Little League, so that was you know way back. I'm like, where's my catcher's mitt, coach? Where's my catcher's mitt? He's like, dude, we ain't got a left-handed catcher's mitt. You just have to use the first baseman glove. I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> Yo, listen, let me tell let me put you guys on to something right now. I was a little hungry before the show. These oh, things gosh. right here, fantastic. What chicken, is that? Chicken cheddar jalapeno bites. Oh my god. Beautiful. Yeah. Dalton, tell us a little bit about your shirt. You know, we, we referenced earlier since we've already done our uh, pay the bills, and I don't know what he's saying over here. No, I'm trying to get a sponsors, Michael. Okay, so um you guys know who Robbie Rowe is. Yes. Okay. So first day, um, I was actually hitting against Robbie Rowe. We were having uh, basically like our little spring training, you know. And uh, Robbie Rowe was pitching to me, and he said he couldn't focus because my teeth were so white. Okay. <laughs> and he came up with the slogan, best smile in baseball. Uh, okay. Okay. So we ended up making shirts, and it just spread like crazy after that. Well, nice. I mean, how One does of these shirts you- that I wasn't going to get, but, you know, continue. Connie, thank you for finally muting your mic while you're chewing there. It was kind of disturbing. But uh, how do you feel about that, to think that your smile can hinder a pitcher? You know, you hear of intimidation, I think, of the little giants, you know, putting in the alcas, whatever, and the foaming of the mouth and doing all the, the – you're just smiling, and it's and it's messing with you. Have you ever heard that before from a pitcher? Not from a pitcher, no. Um from- from the Just girls. from the girls. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes it happens like that. 
mean, it happens. See, I don't try to smile because, like, they don't think my teeth are that white because of the big gap I have. They're like, what in the world's going on with this guy? So try to cover it with a beard, a mustache, but it don't help me. See, I can't grow a beard, so I got to. You know what, Dalton? I feel your pain. This is the best I got right here, so. Yeah. And that's been going on for 20 years. Basically. Listen, not everybody can be, you know, Mythical Michael over here, okay? (laughs) Mythical Mike. I don't like that. Mike makes me feel old. Well, okay, I mean, so let's get real here, Michael. Well, <laughs> all right. You see, I, was gonna, I say I say we started off like this, Michael. I know we had Dalton on before, but mm-hmm. Dalton, I think if you want to, you know, just introduce yourself again, uh, you know, say everything that you know what you're doing, what your plans, you know, in life are. Feel free, like you know, like you said, I joked before. The internet wasn't the best last time, so maybe people missed some things. So uh, that's that's what I think, Michael. I don't know if that's good with you. That's fine with me. We're All so right, professional. Don the, Don, the floor is yours. Okay, so um, last year I played in the Battle of the Bourbon Trail. Um, like I said, it was my first year in pro ball. Um, I'm currently enrolled in Alsoe College. Woo! Um, yeah. um, I'm actually going to graduate a little early. Ooh, we got Mr. Smart Pants over here, eh? <laughs> It's okay. I graduated a little late. We even each other out. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going through uh, the school process right now, and, uh, trying to finish that, trying to get my degree. Um, so. The future Dolan Corner is on the show. Absolutely. I, I got to stop you right there. He's from the mountains. It's not Cornet. It's Cornet. Okay. I said it, didn't I? No, you went Cornet. Oh, whatever. Listen, that's that that's that city, you know, talk. <laughs> New York. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm just going just going back um, with school right now, trying to figure some things out, training every day, um, working out, getting bigger, stronger. Uh, but that's pretty much all I'm doing right now. Listen. My bad, Mike, Alex. You're lucky Mike, I'm not you know, Michael, you yet, Michael's Alex. been coming up. Yeah, you know, Alex, you got no room to talk, mister. Yeah. For everybody that doesn't know, we had a beautiful show lined up I today. Mean, before, I went Dalton, in depth. before Dalton came on, you know, we were going to cover the Padres. We were going to have Alex on, Mr. Big Shot over here. And then all of a sudden, get a text on my phone. I can't come on today. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. My coworkers have tell them to suck it up, Alex. They can do their work from home, can't they? Wow. We just lost all of our like any fans whatsoever. Tell them to <laughs> suck it up. COVID. Listen. It's just COVID. Suck it up. Listen, listen. They're young, strong people. Listen to us being so rude. Dalton, keep on going. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm just training. Um, we're actually starting practice right now. Uh, but again, I'm not 100% positive mm-hmm. my future is going to take me yet. Um, so, like, where are we thinking or what are we thinking? Um, I've been in contact with a couple more, couple more places. So more options, cause you you mentioned Mexico, right? Yes, that, that's another option. Uh, okay. So what are our options? Let's hear it. Yeah, we're talking uh, to Mexico, but that nothing's happened yet, there yet. You know, we're just in See. contact. Um, uh, one of the managers from Cancun um, actually messaged me. It's a really nice place. Um, are you talking baseball nice place or Cancun? <laughs> Cancun nice place. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, but but again, the league 
the league is great. That's where Brandon Phillips played last year. Um, the LNB. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's AAA. Um, it's AAA pretty much. Uh, but it's not affiliated with, with my baseball, of course. Right. Um, and then, obviously, Lexington. We're still waiting to see what's going to happen. I, well, see, I, out yet. I wanted to ask you about that because I haven't paid attention, and, and it's my fault. Because, you know, uh, the people that are watching, uh, some of the minor league teams lost their affiliation, affili- affiliation affili- whatever. There we with, go. With the uh, major league teams, and Lexington Legends was one of the teams that lost – that uh have we heard anything more on that are they going to try to pick up with another team or is it just you're done because they're still going to try to play right like they're still wanting to keep games and have a team and everything just they may not have an affiliation it is going to be professional baseball still um so they've come out with i don't know if you've heard of the mlb partner leagues now yes yeah okay so the mlb partner leagues now is basically taking over minor league baseball um due to the code you know to that situation. Um, so the American Association, have you ever heard of that? Ye- yes, yes. We of cover course. baseball. I mean, American the American Association. Association. Yeah. Atlantic League and the Frontier League are all MLB partner leagues. Okay. So, um, for the Atlantic League and American Association, they're compared to like AAA, AA, AAA. Mm-hmm. Um, Frontier League's high AA. Um, so actually the competition and stuff will be maybe even, you know, a step up from where, you know, a single A team just, right. because, you know what I'm saying? So we're, they're still trying to work some things out. They haven't signed the contract completely. Um, but I guess we'll see in a couple of weeks cause they have to come out with something soon. So right. pardon my stupidity. Um, now Lexington was affiliated with an MLB team. Correct. The Royals, Kansas City Royals. All right. Now, this is where the stupidity comes in. I thought you had to be drafted by a team to play for their affiliate league. Okay. So, with COVID. Okay. Uh, yeah. With COVID, COVID messed everything up. Um, so, with COVID, they basically brought um, not not just Lexington, but uh, the Florence Freedom. Have you ever heard of them? Of course. Big fan. Okay, <laughs> so uh, so they brought basically the top minor league players, um, top independent players, and thank the Lord, you know, luckily they brought me in. So um, it it was all they just brought combined everybody to this league. They just made a, their own league, and it was the only professional baseball in America happening at the time. <laughs> so. Um, you know, Florence had MOB guys, AAA guys. That's all it was. Our team, you know, MOB guys, AAA guys, AA guys, and so on. So that's basically they created a new professional baseball. We got the we got Mister Big Old Perry in the chat rooting for you, Dalton. Thanks for always giving unwraps worth your time. That's very true. Shout out Dalton for always giving us time to uh, yes. bother him with questions. I, I think Dalton really likes us. I think he'd come on any time that we asked him to, and we're thankful for that. But one real quick thing, if you don't care, uh, thank you, Perry, for actually messaging us through Twitch. Guys, always go try to follow us on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, with everything going on with uh, Twitter right now, we're not sure how it's going to go. Try to main uh, follow us on those as well. That's our main platforms we're trying to more or less go to. So, again, 
go to Twitch, go to YouTube, because everything we do live, we're actually trying to put those videos on those channels as well. So if you do miss something, you can always go back and watch those there and subscribe to us too. Because if you have Amazon Prime, you can do it for free. If you have Amazon Prime and you connect your Twitch to your uh, Amazon, oh, then you have yeah. Twitch Prime, then you can sub for free. Bam. Don't worry. I got you, Michael. I'm going to be shooting these promos out like it's absolutely nothing. Now, I do have another question. Since you have played with, with all of these people, me and Michael, and I think a lot of people who watch baseball are very annoyed. And I, you're younger, obviously, you know, around my age. So I think you might understand this more than, you know, like the older people that we would talk to. Baseball. Well, I, I, listen, I said me and you. I didn't even mean older people like you. Everything's okay. about you, Michael. I, I thought yeah. you were talking about you and Dalton. No, me and Dalton are boys. You didn't know that? Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Best friends. Never never met um, anybody. Are that you friends, friends on anymore. Facebook? I, well, imagine having Facebook and not being 45. Hey, we're, we're Twitter friends. Even better. Dang See? Dang that's that's 21st century, Michael. We're not, stuck in, we're not stuck, you know, back in the day. Me, me and Perry, we bother him because he doesn't have a Facebook. I mean, how can you live in Bro, I was America? in, like, fifth grade when Facebook was popular. Hey, Michael still uses MySpace. He's in the- <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, Dom, did you notice the email you got from Michael, what his email was? I did not. I didn't. It's, I this didn't. man is using Hotmail. Listen, Hotmail. I've had that you, since I was in eighth Michael, grade, and that on. was in 2000. I've had that seriously over Did you say you were in eighth grade in 2000? <sighs> Keep on going, Dom. Man, I was so, born uh, in 2000. No, 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 but here's my question. Here's my question. Me and Michael, uh, I think you'll understand it because, like I said, you know, you're around my age. Baseball can be like really boring at certain points because I think we don't let players express themselves. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, and and then that's the thing too. We always look at like players from different countries, you know, whether it be the Dominican Republic or oh. you know, uh, you know, uh, China, Japan, everything like that. They're always Mexico. more Mexico, of course. Shout out Mariano Rivera, Panama, but um. We always they seem to be more like expressive and things like that. Have you have you ever noticed like the difference between like maybe like American players and then people from different countries? Like if if they're more expressive, if you know there's more bat flips, if they're just have more high energy. Because I mean, I look at you know just the N- I almost said NFL MLB sure right now. Um, like I always look at like uh, Juan Soto, Francisco Lindor. Like they light up rooms when they walk in, and then you look at the best player in baseball, who's Mike Trout. Who I I say I say this all the time. I think you could stick him in New York City and nobody would know who he is. Have you have you ever noticed a difference, or am I just talking crazy? No, you are hundred percent correct. So um, my best friend is actually from Venezuela. Um, I don't know if I told you that. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, from know I'm from Harlan, hey, not Venezuela. Harlan, just... Passes, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> so um, automatically, when you're from those, you know they play with a lot of emotion. Um, express everything, you know, everything they have. We're kind of quiet, um, you know, go about our business, do whatever. You know, the more flair they can add on to it, the better. Now, here's a just a follow-up to that. Do you think, because I think it's like this, and, you know, just listen, I, I'm not very good at baseball. That's why I talk about sports now and don't play anymore. But, you know, even when I was younger and, and played do you think it's the way that we're taught though, like here in in like the states that you know you I remember because I remember like vividly, I hit like and it was in a practice too, not even a game. I hit a bomb, and I like 
ran around like celebrating. And I remember I got back and they were like, why are you doing that? Blah, blah, blah. Like, so do you think it's the way we're taught? Or do you think it's just, or like, you know, it's just being from a different place? It is uh, the way, you know, we're taught. Um, I, Listen, my dad, I'm going to say how my dad is. My dad, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was yeah. Say. yeah, my dad Listen. is pretty, you know, hardcore about that stuff. You know, respect the game, um, respect all that, which I completely, I do completely agree with. Um, but I, Is your dad uh, close to you right now? He is. He is. Listen, I'm going to need Dad to come on then because I got a, I got I got a problem with that. We got to have more flair, as Perry said right here. He said, "I love flair." You got to show Bowen's course, bro. I think it makes everything so much more fun. Well, like, it does make it fun. But I'll say this in defense of Coach Cornet: at a young age, I do think that they need to be more respectful of the game and, and as far as the way it's played and taking it. Oh, step in here, Coach. Oh, Oh, step in here, Coach. We got a special guest here. Special yes. guest. Look at this. The alpha male. There he is. How are oh, we doing, Coach? Yeah. How you doing? Now we We're see where the right. smile comes from. <laughs> exactly. Coach, I need to know this. Are you letting the baseball players at least let their hair touch their collars now, or is that still a no-go? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is why we need a haircut is what you're saying. Yeah, it's Connie. You cannot play on the team. Of course, I don't think I could have my beard either. Like you, you make oh, them shave so the beard. So you went. So you're full New York Yankee style. Oh, I'm full, full chill. But I have let, I have loosened up a little bit. I'm getting old, so you know how you kind of picky battles. But <laughs> I understand. So tell us a little bit, Coach, while we got you on here. How has it been having your son love the sport that you did? Because you played for the White Sox, right? Yes. So how was it, or is it hard? Was it fun to reminisce a little bit? Did you have trouble playing or coaching your son into the thought, like, I don't want to live my life through him. If he loves the game, I'm going to go with it. Because, you know, a lot of times I see old players that are my age with kids now, and, and like, they're harder on them than they ever were at sports. And you can see, like, man, I should have been taking state. I'm going to make my Mm -hmm. son do that. If I didn't get that knee injury, I'd be in the NBA right now. <laughs> Has it been an advantage to be from the White Sox organization, to be able to coach in this area, to have your son come up like this? Or do you think it's been more of a disadvantage, if you don't mind me asking this? I, I think it's both, really. I think it's been, you know, the, the advantages are that hopefully he's learned about how to play the game the right way and how to, you know, a lot of the fundamental things that you need to do to be a good baseball player and and just carry yourself and, and, you know, the right way and, you know, and, and represent your school and your family and everything that you do the right, you know, there's a way that you play the game. I think that, you know, really reflects about how much you respect it and what you're trying to do at the same time. I'm sure he'll tell you that I've been pretty hard on him because oh, I, there's that, those, those teeth. Oh yeah. We, we know, you know, there's things that I've, and I think you, I think if you got him to give you an honest answer, he would say now, that he realizes why I've said some of the things I've said to him and pushed him in the way that I've kind of pushed him because I, you know, I told him from an early age that you're not going to be able to play this game unless you learn how to play it right and you learn to have, have the right kind of work ethic because there's there's a tons of people that have, you know, ability. Mm-hmm. So what's going to separate you from everybody else is what you know about the game and how, how much you work at it. So those are the things that I think he would – I believe if I walked out of the room and you asked him, I think he would probably – he wouldn't want to say it in front of me, but I think he would admit that that's probably – because I heard a few of those things last summer. He, he finally admitted, well, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe he was right about a few things, you know. Right. And, I, you know and I finally I told my wife, I said, you know, he finally get it. So it's, it's, 
But I've had to pull him along a little bit at times because he wants to do the backflips. He wants uh-huh. to. You know, I, I'm so, I, I got to say, I'm all for it. I'm all for yeah. it. Yeah. He's all about the flair and the show and all this kind of stuff. And I'm kind of an old meat potato kind of guy. But I like to, you know, get down to the business. And so we've had to we've had to work through that a little bit. But but he's learned a lot how to play the game the right way, and he's he handles himself real well. So I'm proud do of you. Th- do you think that you're a little more lenient to some of the flair now? As I mean, as we can see with baseball, that no. <laughs> Yeah. Even, you know, no, because I think no, none at all. So if you were to even think about throwing the bat, you'd probably get a spanking before you made it the first base, right? Probably would. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I got to make sure I, when I look over, when I hit it, I look over at him, see if he's looking. Then I got to throw. Oh, it. oh, there you go. Gotcha. Oh, Dad, I thought you was there my, to catch. My it. saying is, my my philosophy is act like this is not the first time you've ever done this. Get on right. your butt around the bases and act like you've done this before. So. I understand. I'll tell you. I got one question because I'm kind of. This is what I'm kind of curious about too. I assume that you've coached him, you know, obviously before, like in leagues and stuff like that. Do you ever have to, like, is it is it ever? Do you ever get the parents that are like, oh, you're playing your kid over mine? Is that is that like a real thing, or do we, or is that just an over exaggeration that you know so people think about? Oh, it's it's true, and, and fortunately, he he's been lucky enough to be, you know if not the best player, one of the best players on the field. So that's, that's help because I can see, <laughs> because I'm just playing flat honestly, I wouldn't play me. <laughs> and I'll tell him that he, all the time. So I'm just, I'm just that way. I mean, I, I'd love you to death. But, you know, we'll sit over in a dugout together. If you can't play. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell him if he's not, if he's not doing what he's supposed to, he'll be, be the first, first one to tell me. I probably, so, you know, uh, but yes, it's that that can be, uh, and we see that a lot, especially uh, you know coaching and you know younger kids and stuff. But he's had a, he's had a lot of advantages, and he'll uh, as he gets older too, he'll look back and see because he's been he's been up on the field with me since he was about three or four years old with a glove and hat on. And you remember when you was in school here? I, would, I mean, he's catching fly balls, and you know, and I had him catching bullpens off our college pitchers when he was in the sixth and seventh grade. So. Wow. You know that somewhere along the line that has to make a difference. You know, so because how many kids get a chance to do that? And he's taking live batting practice off some of our pitchers when he's in middle school, college pitchers. You know, and I'm sure there's a few times he wanted to wet his pants, but it, at the end of the day, it has helped. It's made a difference for him. Well, but good. That, that the average kid don't get just because oh, yeah. he's lucky. You know, it's like it's a little bit like Ken Griffey Jr. growing up with his dad and around the big red machine. You know, how fortunate was that? You think that doesn't make a difference in the kind of player he became and the way he, you know, learned how to play the game. It obviously did. So, you know, I think that's, Yes, that's, there you go. <laughs> I knew Michael. The minute I saw Michael turn around, I knew he was grabbing one of the bottles. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be honest. Coach Corner, it was a little scary when I was there as a, as a student. I walked by his office one time. And I just happened to see him, and he kind of talked to me a little bit. And I had to go in there about something I can't remember. Maybe I was trying to get my license to drive the school vans that they have around. And I seen that he had some uh, Reds bobbleheads like crazy over there. I was like, "So you like the Reds?" And ever since then, boom, it was like, "Hey, you see what the Reds did?" I'm like, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I did. I did. I didn't drink anything good." But uh, I'll say this: yeah, I grew up a big Red Machine fan, so I'm. Oh yes, oh yes. I'm a hard, you know, Reds fan when I was a kid. So still am. 
Good, good. I went to one of the baseball games up on the hill there, guys, and uh, I tell you how serious he takes it and the respect he, he keeps with the game. There was a, a guy that was with me, uh, used to be a player on the team, and uh, he had had his four years. He's a fifth-year senior, and uh, he kept yelling something every time the uh, visiting teams was pitching, and I couldn't catch on. I didn't know what he was saying, but he kept saying something about getting dirty or just some kind of dirt. I was like, what's going on? So I finally asked him to catch it right now. Every time he puts a curveball, he's putting the signs way too low where I can see it back here in the stands. So I'm telling my my team, if it's dirt, <laughs> it's a curveball, it's coming dirty. And Coach Corner the second inning came out of there yelling at everybody in the stands. I'm like, Coach, I, I mean, I'm ready to run from pole to pole because I'm here at this game. I'm sorry, but I'm not even playing. So <laughs> I just want to say, Coach, that speaks highly of you and your respect that you – you want from the game. I'm thankful of that now that I've gotten older. I was like, man, that was that was a tail sign. Let your players hit one out of the park on that. But so I just no sign stealing. No sign stealing. Yeah, you know this. This is this is listen. This is what I'm saying. This is the perfect time because we're talking about the Astros later on this episode. So yes, I'll, I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask you right now since I don't know how much longer you, you'll be around. How did we feel about the Astros sign stealing? How did I? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I got to hear this not one now. Good not good at all. I, you lose respect for that kind of thing. I do. So you know, it's a great organization, and they have a lot of talent. And they don't. They don't need to do those kind of things. So I just, I didn't feel good about it at all. And I think they got a, they got a break this last year because of COVID. I think they would have had some, some. Oh, tough I cannot agree with you any. I can't agree with you any more than that. I think, I think if any team was lucky that COVID hit, which is you know a weird thing to say. It was the Astros because there was no fan to boo them. I mean, and then they were protected either way because, you know, the commissioner came out and said, if you throw at anybody, you know, you're basically suspended for this long. I think the Astros made off like Ben. It's, I mean, if you're asking me, I know we'll yeah. get into it a little bit later, but yeah. they were get, they were getting thrown out in spring training last year before they had a couple of guys. I know Tuve got smoked twice in two days in a row in, in, in spring training. So, it was it was going to be on, I think, for them, and I think the crowds and stuff at the ballpark was going to be just brutal. So they would, oh yeah, I, I, I mean, they would have caught a lot of grief last year, I think. So, here we go. I know you had to be up there. Now, Dalton, I'm going to ask you an interesting question: Is there a sign as a catcher that you give to let the pitcher know, hey, let's throw it a little close inside? Uh, yeah, there's a universal sign. <laughs> What would that sign be? Isn't it? It's a finger you don't want to give. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hey, here's a comment from Perry we got to get on here. Wearing the I'm Joe wearing... Kelly shirt right now? Listen, we love the Joe Kelly shirt. Yes. Guys, just so you all know, uh, Perry, he's actually basically, I call him the president of our organization. He actually lives out in L.A. So, of course, he's wearing a Dodgers jersey of some sort right now. Uh, Oh, I thought you was leaving, Coach. I was going to say thanks for hopping on, but now you're pulling up a chair. You're taking over. This is Daddy's show no, now. I'll, I'll get out of you guys' way. Just... Oh, no. no oh, no. This no thing is being in the way. We love everything this, about this right now. This has been fun. And we think this is going to be our first podcast, right? Yes, yes. Hopefully, because, oh. you know, we got everybody's Wi-Fi is good. And we got nothing going on. Yes, yes. Listen, Dawn, it wasn't even you. It wasn't even you. Last episode, me and Michael oh, both had to – uh, it was a mess. It was a mess. But that's the beauty of doing things live. That's right. Okay, that's right. you know what? Let's go with both of y'all. Let's do your rapid questions. Right. I, want, I want both of y'all to answer if you don't care. We'll just go fast at it. Connie, do you have it even pulled up? No. 
because it would actually be back from when we did the. I, I can look, I can get it on my phone though, so you can you can go ahead. If I catch up anything, if I think of anything, I'll feel free. Okay. All right. Here we go. What's favorite food? Chicken. Just just chicken. I mean, like fried chicken, chicken, chicken board all. Chicken strip. Okay. I'll take Thanks a hot wing over anything in my life. Steak and potatoes. Steak and potatoes. How do you like your steak? Well done. Oh, really? I figured you were really? like medium well. I'm a medium well. I'm a medium well, yeah. <laughs> I like a little bit. Anyways, all right. Favorite player, all-time player? King Griffey Jr. Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench. Hey, there we go. Uh, Connie, do you even know who Johnny Bench is? I know really, you're like, Michael? Really? <laughs> you're going to disrespect me like that? Favorite team, since both of them are Reds players, I would assume. Reds. Good. I love you guys so much. Who is your favorite superhero? You know, I'm not a big superhero fan. No. What? No. I could I could see that coming. I don't know why. He, he's not either. Neither right. one of them. You know, superheroes don't really do us. Maybe it's – can John I say John Wayne? Wayne? John Wayne. John Wayne. <laughs> sure, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Here's the second part of that. If you could have any power, superpower, what would it be? Mm. Time travel. Time travel? So you're a smart person. Oh, Automatically oh. knew you were a smart person when you said that. I won't be the Hulk. I'm just going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen the face on the Hulk on you a couple times. But anyway. Um, Coach, no offense on this. Uh, my question here is, what's your major going to be in college? Which, you're, of course, you're in college, Coach. We, uh, you might have been out of college for a little bit here. Yeah, uh, sports management. Sports management. All right. Mom's um, education. Mom's education. Education. Uh, what would your dream job be other than playing professional baseball? A professional hitting instructor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Coach, what would be your dream job? And you coaching. can't say coaching at Alice. I can't, say, I can't say coaching. No. Mm. You know, that's a good question. I guess I guess teaching somewhere if I'm not teaching. I, mean, I don't so, know. Good question. If I'm not coaching, that's it. I mean, that's all I've ever known. I mean, I'll say this. Congratulations doing what you love your whole life. So, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, I've been very lucky, very blessed. You know, Michael, I'm going to get sentimental right here. I, I got one. Go ahead. What's your guys' favorite moment together? Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh. Favorite moment together? I would say, for me, I, I'll answer my first. I would say the the day that he hit four home runs in a game in, in the playoffs. Oh, dang. In the, in the playoffs? In the yeah. playoffs? Yeah, yeah. I, that was one come to my mind, too, but – my favorite um, was actually when I got the call uh, to sign Pro Bowl. That was yeah, that was probably my favorite. I was actually working on the field when that happened. Yeah, he so. wasn't he wasn't with me, so yeah. I had to call him. Yeah, <laughs> didn't even wait till he was home to tell him in person. No, I was actually I was in London, Kentucky, so I was kind of you know I was a little far away, mm. so I had to call him and tell him right off the bat. So it was kind of like you know it was pretty emotional. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to know. Tell me a little more about the conversation because I have a feeling like you'd be like, "Dad, so they called me about this. What do you think?" Am I right? Yeah, yeah. My, I think my first, my first thing was, um, "Dad, I said our dream has come true." Ooh, I like the hour part. That's beautiful stuff right there. Yeah, so that, I think that was my first, 
my first word. I my, and my great. conversation was, well, I mean, we, we talked about how great this was and what a great opportunity it was. But then I also said, I had to be the dad. And I said, now listen, you realize mm-hmm. that you're going to be playing with professional players and you will probably have a role and you will be, you know, fortunate to get to play a little bit, but you need right. to up and learn everything you can and, you know, and, and take advantage of this opportunity. That was my conversation with him. And then, you know, fortunately for him, it worked out wonderfully. Yeah, he got to play. Right. My wife, we went to the first game and my wife said, well, she said, about how much you think he's going to play? And I said, <laughs> I don't know. And mom, he might, you know, he he would in here occasionally because he's a catcher. You know, going to you know rest the catcher some, so he'll get a start here occasionally. Those kind of things. But I wouldn't count on him playing every day. And I ended up being an everyday player. Able to, you know, that's that's me they had to rest. That's how much I know sometimes. <laughs> now, I uh, just let you know what Perry said. He said that's so special. Now, like, what is that like? for you, you know, hearing your son is going to, you know, be playing in like a professional league, something like that. Cause I mean, I can only imagine, obviously, you know, if my kid one day was like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, be a professional blah, blah, blah. Cause I mean, I love sports as much as everybody. That's why we do this stuff like that. I mean, I, and I could only imagine, you know, talking about it. And if, you know, my dream job, obviously, if I could be a professional player, I obviously would be, what is it like for you? Like hearing that, like how special is it for you? Very special because, you know, I, I told, I mean, my wife would tell you this. She said, she said I was crazy about it several times, but I told I told her, I said, Dalton's going to play professional baseball someday. And then finally, a few times she said, you better wake up, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's that, a moment for you. You know, it, it is really odd, and it's really tough. The odds of making that kind of thing is tough. Oh, yeah. When you hear that, it's like my my goal was when I found out, if you didn't, if you didn't want to play baseball or didn't want to play sports, period, that's fine. But if we're going to play, let's do it right and let's be the best we can at it. So once you hear that, you know, he's and he's excited about it. So I said, okay, let's be the best we can at it. And let's see how good we can do it and see how far we can go. And don't let anybody ever say that you can't make it. So because that's, you know, if you let that happen, then why can't why can't you just because you're from Pippa Passes, why can't you make it? I mean, so who's to tell you that you can't? So let's let's work as hard as we can at it and see how good we can do. And then once I heard that, it was right. It was like our dream came true because that that's all I ever wanted. I wanted him to be better than me and go further than he did and have opportunities that I never had. And that's what I hope for. And so and I I think there's a possibility for that. Now, I mean, uh, here here's kind of my next thing. You know, you talked about how it is such a slim, you know, chance of making it and things like that. And I kind of curious for you know both of your perspectives on it. Dalton, obviously, you're you're the player, and you know you're coaching. And when was the moment that you know both of you knew that this was a possibility? It wasn't just like, oh, you know, I played I played baseball here or there. It's like, no, I can really, you know, actually do something with this. Honestly, um, and I'm you know I'm not cocky or anything be cocky i love no, it no, no. i'm not like that whatsoever so uh it'll hit me in the back of the head as soon as i am <laughs> so, so what I, whatever i say you know but when i was probably i'm gonna say middle school um i realized because i was lucky enough like he said to practice with the college team um, in middle school, I realized, okay, there's there's something here, um, because you know I was I was facing live live at bats off college guys, you know, 
you know, hitting doubles and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, there's something here. Um, you know, I need to pursue this maybe. So I kept trying to work hard. So I think that's when I realized, but I didn't really, it didn't click to me until this summer. I was like, okay, I actually belong here. It didn't, you know, hit me until then. I think, I think for me, is I, I thought at early ages, his hand-eye coordination, his skill level was, was very high at a young age. I was very concerned about his size. He was small, very small at one point. And so that was a, you know, a concern. Is he going to be big enough and strong enough? Because he's got good hand-eye coordination, and you can tell the swing and the skill set's good. Can he physically be big enough and strong enough to, to play at that kind of level? So once I saw him in high school and realized that that's coming, and I remember Coach Henderson, you, you guys remember Coach Henderson, Coach at UK, he used to take Doc McCamp there, and Coach Henderson loved his swing and loved him. And, he always he always told me several times. He said someday he's going to look like you, and he was a little bitty thing. You know, he's just small. And uh, he said someday I think he's going to look like you. When he does, it's going to be a different world. For you. So that's that's really happened in the last couple of years. He's really physically blossomed and, and gotten bigger and stronger. And uh, you know, when he grew, he grew quite a bit. He actually grew a little bit. You know, a lot of kids stopped growing at sixteen, seventeen. He actually grew some after that, quite a bit. So. That, that's really changed a lot. But I, I knew the skill set was there, but would he be strong enough physically? But I always believed it. I always felt like, yeah, I mean, nobody else. And he'll tell you that. I said that. I said, you can make it. You just got to believe. He doubted himself sometimes. And I would say, as long as you do that, you're, you want to, you know, you're putting a rock on top of your head. You're just going to stop. You just, you got to believe that you can. And, and I think that once he, started blossoming physically and then he got in college and then, you know, things started happening. And then I think he really started. That's, that's kind of how it happened. Coach, what would you have done if he was not good at baseball? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the same thing I did with my daughter. My daughter came to me. <laughs> she came to me one year and she said, dad, she said they want me to play softball for that for Jim McCann's school here. Mm-hmm. And and my that's the high school there at Connie, yeah. so you know. Yes. And she's a I mean, she's the sweetest thing ever was, but she is about as athletic as a possum. I mean, she is really <laughs> she can't walk and she goes. She no, no. is not and she <laughs> she said they think I can play because of you. And I said, Sissy, uh bless your heart. Are you gonna get hurt? And she said, Oh no! So she wanted to play, and she wanted a pink bat and pink gloves and all this. So I knew that wasn't going to happen. So you know, and she plays one day and fouls the ball off her foot and first at bat and breaks her foot. So she has to sit out the rest of the spring because she fouled the ball off her foot. So I, I mean, we eventually had the conversation, honey. You need to pursue other things. So she, she figured out cheerleading was her best route. Gotcha. Had so yeah. cheerleading probably. <laughs> <laughs> but now. I, I, you can't play. I mean, that's right. No, maybe he could have. Everybody has talents in the world, and you know, we're all different. So you just have to figure out what you can do. And you know, luckily, am I pleased and excited that he turned out that he could play some baseball? Absolutely. Right. If he couldn't, and he'd have been, the, if he'd have been a math genius or something, which he is, but. Not by no means of the matter. <laughs> listen, I, you, no, no, I, I understand. You, if, listen, if you want to be disappointing somebody, there, you feel free to look at my high school math scores. It's fine. No problem. 
But I said, you know, if you're going to be good, whatever it is, if it's weed eating up on the hill or out here in the yard or mowing grass or taking out trash, be the best you can at it. And if he couldn't, have been, I would probably deep down inside, you'd have probably, you know, I'd have been a little bit but at the same time, we'd have found out what he would have been good at. Maybe he'd been bowling or something. There we go. But we got, but we got, you know, I got my dream, so he, he could play a little bit, so we're okay. Sounds good. Connie, you got anything else for him? No, I'm uh it's been wonderful. I'll say that though. This has been a lot of fun. A lot of Thank fun. You. Uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you guys get back at it. Appreciate you. Uh, thank oh, you. It's good appreciate you. Coach, one more question. Let me ask you one more question. Yes. I'm gonna ask this, and if you say no, it's okay. I won't hate you, okay? Uh, okay. Do you remember going to a Reds game one time back when, when I was in college, back in 2005, 6, 7, 8, 9 or whatever, and seeing me catch a foul ball barehanded during batting practice? Just throwing that out there. Was that you? That was me because you came up to me after uh, at college said, did I see you at BP catch a one-handed, barehanded that, home oh, run? I forgot that. I did yes. I was really hoping that you say, since you caught that, won't you come on out and play on our I mean, baseball you should, team? Man? You should have come saw me again about coming out and playing. I do remember that now. I forgot that, but I do remember that. Yep. That I ran at you out in the foyer or something, didn't I? Yes. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Right. That's cool. Right. That was my only question. <laughs> and you said yes, so I don't I do remember now. I did remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell you, thank you so much. I'm gonna say we're definitely already up to 50 minutes on this uh, live stream, but this has been so much fun, Connie. I don't know. I'm gonna say this, and I don't mean this rude. I don't know how life is up in in New York and stuff, but this is a perfect family right here. You can see how well knitted they are together, and it it is a lot like that here in Kentucky. And I absolutely love it. I think my family is identical to this, but you do have some broken homes where, I mean, I'm thinking. Uh, Alice Lloyd College was two-hour drive from my house, basically, and I did play college basketball at Alice Lloyd for one year uh, towards my end of the year because I wanted to do it one last time. They actually have a junior varsity. I don't say that too much, but I did play college ball, and my dad would drive that every time we had a game and come watch me, and I and I totally see that your dad is being just like mine, Dalton, as far as even going all the way up to Lakes and watch your first game and thinking, this guy ain't going to play at all, but you start, so... I just, I really think highly of your family. Even your mom used to help my wife out through education when she was teaching at Leslie County. I don't know if she still does there or not, but I think she did some classes through her at the college as well. I'm very thankful of your family. I'll say that too. Okay, uh, now we'll move on. Let's actually do what our show usually does, but this has been probably the best show I've ever been a part of, and I'm loving every second of it. This All is, right. uh, this is, no, I'll say this best show. Easy. It's fantastic. Good, good, good. All right. So, our 30 and 15, or 15, oh, I'm sorry, 30 and 15. See, you yeah. messed it up too. I did because I was thinking of it's, it's so It confuses me every time I say it. So we oh, have covered the East Coast. Dalton, you're obviously more than welcome to stay with us and give us your input, and I'm actually interested on some of this. But uh, we were going to cover different teams. We had it set for a different way. We've already called out Alex on that. So we actually are moving on over to uh, San Francisco Giants and Houston Astros. Who do you want to start with, Connie? Uh, you know, let's start with the Astros because, you know, I already asked your, your dad about, you know, the whole cheese game. And we'll go through 
you know, everything, of course. But I think that that's, you know, a, a major topic, you know, to say the least. But we'll start it off. We'll start, we'll start with the Astros, I guess. Uh, they signed Jason Castro to a two-year, $7 million deal. Uh, they brought back Michael Brantley, uh, Justin Verlander. It's It says no, not likely in 2021, Michael. Is that true? That is true. I looked it up. He is saying that he thinks that he'll make an appearance this year because he had his injury, I think, in October or September. And it was Tommy John's surgery, yeah. what he had. And the uh, I want to say the article I was reading said it's anywhere from 12 months to 18 months as far as recovery. And so we're looking at having him back September, October, if anything. But he is really adamant saying that he's going to make an appearance this year. I you don't know, it's It's weird. It's weird because – the season started so late that mm-hmm. I forget that like those kind of surgeries took place so much later in the year. Cause oh, yeah. I remember Verlander just not pitching this year, but it, it happened, you know, closer to when the season actually officially started. Not, you know, you know, the spring training that we were game. Yeah. Wow. I, that totally, that the timeline just doesn't make sense. You know, I'm so no. used to the season starting late April, early May or whatever. And then actually what, isn't it? Doesn't the season start in like March now, March 27th. So, uh, yes, I think so. I don't know the actual date, but I think it's the last yeah. week. Wow. That absolutely just messed up my entire timeline. That's absolutely crazy. But, uh, <laughs> so no, when I was looking at it, I was like, man, surely goodness, you know, he had Tommy John last year. Surely goodness. He'll be back. That, exactly. Like, that's exactly no. my thought. That was exactly my thought. Uh, so no Verlander in 2021, maybe uh, Altuve, four of team six errors in 2020. He struggled in the field a lot last year, uh, and then you obviously got to get into the pitching. You know, does it improve? You know, the things going on with Zach Ranky, no Verlander. Uh, Zach Ranky is kind of their only ace on that team at the moment. Um, I remember just early on in the season watching the Astros like a completely different team. Obviously, you lose Cole. Uh, Verlander goes down with Tommy John. So it went from Cole Verlander. Uh, I just lost Now I just lost his name. I was literally just, oh, Granky. Uh, so oh, Cole yeah. Verlander, Granky to Granky. <laughs> and then everybody else behind him was kind of, you know, in their first couple of years in the league. So that definitely messed with them a little bit, to say the least. And then what I kind of want to really get into, though, because I think the pitching sorts itself out. I think I don't think they're going to do anything in free agency on it. Honestly, uh, I think they wait for Verlander to come back, like you said, if he can make his appearance this year. Good for them. I think they ride Granky and then they, you know, p- kind of piece it together with their bullpen and the players that they have coming up through their farm system and things like that. But I want to, you know, go over to Altuve because he did struggle this year, and not only like at the plate, but at, you know, in the field as well. And, you know, Dalton, I think you'll be able to answer this question better than we can. Do struggles at the plate, do you ever bring it to the field with you? Like, do those two things ever click? Like, so <laughs> what is that like? Yes. Um, you know, you try not to, obviously. You try not to. Um, but, you know, you're human. That That's going to happen. Um, for Altuve, you know, honestly, I, I feel pretty sorry for – you know, for him, what they what they done was definitely not right. You know, not ethical. Um, but as an athlete, I understand because uh, you don't know how hard it is to hear people bash on you. Know, you know, all the time. Oh, he made an error. Blah blah blah. And they oh just, yeah. Oh, on you. You know what I'm saying? So that gets in your head every time you feel the ground ball. You're like, oh, dang. You know, here it comes again. But you know, 
it is what it is. I, I think he, you know, he'll get out of that. Do you yeah. think you do think he'll get out? Of, I was going to say, do you think you know with spring training in the winter that he can erase his memory? Because you know, anybody that's an athlete knows you have to have short term memory on anything. If it's basketball, football, baseball, it's it's in the past. Keep on going. Heck, when I used to play basketball, I used to get fussed at for celebrating when I did something bad, and I never understood that. So, what are you talking about? Like I did something bad? What I celebrating? Like man. You missed the layup. You smacked the floor when you should have busted your butt back on defense to stop the ball. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes a little more sense. I see what you're saying now. So, yeah, I, I think hopefully, or what I'm hoping for is this time away from baseball for a little bit, you can get his head back together and get back to basics. Because I know a lot of times when you when you get up to the hop and all that stuff, you got to go back home to get back to what you did so often to make it more routine. Right. Now. Even though I say you get away from baseball, baseball is kind of a sport that you never really stop, is it? Not really. If you're at that level, no. I mean, he, you know, he'll take a little break and then he's right back at it. He, he's one of the best in the world. You know, he's gonna, he's gonna get out of that. I don't know if you know what the yips are. Have you ever heard of the? Yips? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So he's got a little bit of the yips. Um, it's just in his head. That's in my opinion on it. I think he'll be fine. Honestly. And, and here's my thing, too. Don't get me wrong. Don, as you can probably imagine, I like success, so I'm a Yankees fan since I live in New York. Um, so I want the Astros and every Astro player to fail as much as possible because they stole – well, first of all, Altuve stole an MVP from Aaron Judge. And second of all, they stole a World Series appearance from us. But anyway, moving past that, it's not like I'm salty or anything. Since but, uh, the name was mentioned, let's don't first do this, this Mike. Michael, don't do this. Don, real yeah. quick. Aaron Judge, is yeah. he top five or not top five? In the MLB? Yes. In the whole MLB, is he top five? No. Thank no, you. Um, I might have to remove you from the show right now. <laughs> he just he just unfollowed you on Twitter. Yep, absolutely. In my, in my opinion, no. I mean, now, are you including so... pictures in this? Uh, No. No, really? Who? All right, actually, no. I'm not even. Whatever. It's opinions are. Opinions. I'm not even salty. No, no. Uh, opinions are opinions. Like, I, I, who are your top five? Because I'm, I'm curious now. Me and Michael fought back and forth on this, but I want to hear yours as well. I'm a little curious as to what you say. Okay, but I'm going to give you some time to think of it while I ramble here. Okay, I can already understand what Dalton's thinking as he's trying to think of this. He is coming from a catcher's perspective. He's not thinking of only offense. He's thinking of both sides, fielding. I mean, and batting because Which is exactly why Judge is top five. He's an excellent fielder. Just saying, <clears throat> he's a he's got a cannon. That's it. He's got a good arm. He does have a good arm. A he's a big swing and miss guy. Is my only uh, my only thing with Aaron Judge. Um, my only defense for that is that's the new MLB. That is that you are correct. Strikeouts does not you know it's not a big thing anymore. But he, he is an Adam Dunn. He is an Adam Dunn. He's Adam Dunn. He he is better than Adam Dunn, I think. I do think he's better than Adam Dunn. Right, right. I'll say that, of course. Um, I, like I said, I think he's a big clean miss guy. Um, he is good defensively. Obviously, got tons of power. Um, not a every year average guy, I don't think. Um, so overall, he's not my top five. Well. Mike Trout's number one. We know yes. that. Yeah, I'll get Mike Trout number one. Um, you also got to say uh, Christian Yelich. Have to put yes. Um, you got to put Cody Bellinger in there. Okay, yes. I'm liking these names so far. I got nothing to argue with yet. Um, Machado. Yeah, Mookie Betts obviously is in there. 
All right, I'm just Mookie, yeah. If you put Machado in the top five, you're out of your no, mind. No, Machado I'm, not top five. I, that was me. I was just throwing the names to you here, helping you and out. Then, and then also you have to throw in one of these, one of these. Catchers. He's got to do a catcher. No, not a catcher. Not a catcher. You've got Acuna. George is better than Acuna. No, no, no. no. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. So you got Acuna. Uh -huh. you got Tatis Jr., I well, love Steve, some Tatis. Love it. That's that's who I was hoping you would say since I was doing with the Manny there. And, and you got you got Vladdy. Vladdy is not as good as those two, in my opinion. I don't think Vladdy's as good as those two. Um, Up and coming. Not better than Judge yet, but you know. No, no, no. Um, I, I think Vlad's going to win the MVP this year. He's got it all. Everything everything you want. Listen, I did see that picture you quoted, Michael, on Twitter, though, of, of him after he lost all the weight. Vlad, Vladdy is looking good. That man finally slimmed down. Vladdy is winning MVP this year. Oh, we got the Prez hollering at us. Yes, he said Acuna. Perry, oh. you're a Dodgers fan. Your your opinions are relevant. Okay, we're not allowed. We don't we don't talk about the so Dodgers. Do you think Acuna, You think um, Judge is more of a five tool player than Acuna? Maybe not five tool, but I think overall he's still better. Like. <laughs> See, see what I'm dealing here with Dalton. No, see, listen, listen. I, actually, no, no. Judge is a five-tool player, except I uh, think – No, no. What? Not a five-tool player. What would, tools he missing? My man had yeah. it for, for he the does, – He does three things on offense. Hit a home run, hit a I single, you, hit I it so hard. I think you genuinely really – Or he strikes out. How, how well, what, what do you think Judge's average? Do you think he's a 200 hitter? I mean, I really don't know. Two. Two fifty, two seventy, two seventy, and fifty home runs. That's beautiful. No, I didn't say fifty home runs. But well, that's what he is. No, he a fifty home run. Yeah, he had fifty-five his, his rookie year. How many hit last year? I mean, he probably missed fifty-five games. Listen, you know what? I should have known better than to argue with Reds fans. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know what? Long bases, hits, hits bombs. Uh, great defender has an arm. Got it all. Thank you. There's also Javi Baez is up there. Francisco. Yo, Baez is the magician. I love watching the field. He is one of the wait, best. Wait, wait. Did you just say Lindor? Lindor's up there. Thank you. I'd still take Judge over Lindor. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got Yankee Baez. It's fine. It's okay. I accept it. But uh, whatever. Listen, it's fine. I, I listen. Right. At least we can agree. Oh, at least we can agree, Mike. Everybody can agree, Mike Trout's the best. Because if we had any other answer there, I was going to get a little upset. Who's the best catcher in baseball? Oh. I, I will I always mean, like. Uh, I, I mean, we're going to talk about a catcher later on because we're talking about the Giants and Buster Posey. If this was, like, Posey. if this was like five years ago, I would say Posey. I'm out. Um, I'm out. Yeah, I'm I'm out on Posey as well. I. Listen, it's a name that a lot of people don't bring up because he plays for the Royals, but Salvador Perez is unbelievable. Unbelievable. He is. He is. I love Real Muto. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a big Wilson Contreras fan. I do like Contreras as well. I'm a big fan of him. Contreras fan. Yeah. Will yeah. Smith, up and of course, of course, Perry had to put a Dodger in here. <laughs> Will Smith is the actor. Ah. Uh, too bad Gary Sanchez is going to come back this year and reclaim his spot. 
<laughs> listen, the young listen, the young man has to pray, okay? Because you know, if I got to deal with Gary Sanchez of last year again, <sighs> might be sad times in the baseball world. But uh, let's get back to the Astros real quick because I'm very curious in about this as well. We obviously talking about the Astros cheating scandal and everything like that. Um, and I just want to get your opinion on it, and you know, not just like your overall opinion, but if you knew <laughs> what pitch was coming, how much easier does that make it for you? Because I feel like. Some people still like don't get the magnitude of it because it's oh I mean they're still throwing 100 miles per hour, the blah 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 blah. But don't get me wrong, I I still couldn't make contact. You could put me in there for 100 pitches and tell me it's a fastball down the middle, I'd still be scared and probably run out of the box. But how how much easy, how much easier does it make it for a person who's actually good at baseball? You know, my answer is probably not going to match up with what you think. I I don't think it makes it that much easier. Hmm. I mean, yes, obviously you know, you know what's coming. Okay. Yeah, but pitch location, um, you know, everything like that, really, you know, I really messes with you. I, I don't think knowing just that pitch, you're gonna just because you know a fastball's coming, don't mean you're gonna hit a home run. Just it don't mean that. You know, mm-hmm. I know a fastball's coming all day, and, and I can miss the ball, you know, whatever. But let me ask you a question on that, though. If you know a fastball is coming, do you think you have more of an advantage to know if it's going to be a strike or a ball because you know it's not going to break? You can see where it's kind of coming. You have a, uh, more of a heads up that you know no spin's coming. Uh-oh, coach is back. Oh, we got coach back. back. Can, I, can I interject in this one? Absolutely. You sure can. Oh, you absolutely oh, I, can. I think it makes a huge difference. I don't. Know. <laughs> Thank you. I, that's I, I'm with Coach on this one. It's like hitting up a pitching machine. If it, if it's you know what's coming, that's half the battle. Because mm-hmm. when you're in the batter's box, if you don't know what's coming, then you got to figure out. Okay, is this a breaking ball or is this a fastball? Right. Location is also part of the equation, but that's one thing you got to eliminate. Okay, I know it's a fastball, so now I got to worry about location. That's it. Mm-hmm. If I know it's a breaking ball, I'm gonna lay off that breaking ball in this situation because. A lot of people chase breaking balls, and, and you know, in situations they get themselves out when they were looking for a fastball, and they gear up and they end up chasing a breaking ball. Well, if you know it's going to be a breaking ball, and you're ahead in the count, for example, you just lay off that breaking ball to, and you wait for that fastball to come. So I think it's a huge advantage. Say so it depends on the approach, in my opinion. I think it depends on your approach. Well, see, he swings. I was going to say. <laughs> so your approach, you know, in, in pro ball, my approach right. is okay. Swing. In the early in the count, obviously, I'm looking for a fastball. I'm looking for something I'm going to hit. Good. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I eliminate the other pitches. I eliminate mm-hmm. the pitches. I have to. That's why he taught he taught me that himself. I eliminate the other pitches. <laughs> so but it's like hitting off a pitching machine. If you're sitting in front of BP, you watch guys hit off a pitching machine. Or that's why when we throw BP, we throw fastballs. If you know what's coming, fastball, how much easier is it? See, because that's my that's my thing too. Because one step in the batting process, obviously, is identifying the pitch when it comes out of the hand, and that has to take you know your your mind somewhere, like mm-hmm. identifying. So that means you can't you know load up, you can't you know be prepared fully. Now you're taking that step out of the process. Like right. to like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, you could put me in a batter's box and throw me a hundred fastballs and I'd probably strike out every single time. It doesn't matter. But like, to me, I feel like that makes such a huge difference. Obviously there's differing opinions on here, but that's just, you know, my two cents. It's like, it's like driving down a road and you got, you got three forks in a row. 
and all of a sudden you well those are those are a barrier in the road and you eliminate that one one way you can't go but so you just got two to choose from so you know they're going to the same place but which which one are you going to take so if you got one eliminated then obviously you just got two so you i mean it has to make a difference i mean I mean, I've never really thought of it that way at all. Not the roads, but just you know, <laughs> taking out something there. But, you know, if you think about it, if you've trained your whole life, first, like having to process four or five different things, and you take one of those outs out of the equation, it probably seems like you have so much more time to even try to diagnose what's coming at you. Well, but, you know, first you're looking at if it's up or if it's a sidearm. You know, you're trying to figure out if it's going to be curving or if it's if it's not. And then you're thinking, okay, here it's coming on me faster, so I got to start my swing now. I mean, if you know it's a fastball, all you're thinking is if it's a strike, if it's a ball, and I'm already got it time basically to go for it. I take so, it I mean, the other way. If I if I know it's a fastball, then now all I got to be now doing is looking for location. Is it in my right. position to hit, or is it not? Now, if I got if it's a breaking ball, or, or if it's a changeup, or if it's whatever, I may have three things to worry about, or four things. Right. What what the guy's got, you know, and so. Because I'm even thinking for you, Connie, you know how you're saying if you was in the batter's box for 100 pitches coming at you, you would never hit one. But I bet you if I might you had – off, though. Well, no, even if, if you had some curveballs, breaking balls coming at you with the mix, and then all of a sudden you only had fastballs, I bet you you could tell a difference as far as just your trying to see what's going on and take care of business. Because, you know, you're yeah, trying to dodge a ball. You're scared. You're getting out of the you're, head. You're off. All you have to do. They're going to go So, up. yeah. You live. That's why when you take batting practice, and I mean, you, you, I mean, we're hitting fastballs. We're not, we're not mixing in four or five guys because they're trying to get your swing down. So you don't, it's, see, you don't see it's basically making it more simple. Simplifying it. See, and, and this is the thing that I kind of go back to. That and you're wrong, man. <laughs> I have a different view on it. I don't know. This is the thing I go back to, which is why I think it makes a difference. Though I always go back to the World Series game against the Dodgers. I believe I don't know the exact stat, but I think. Kershaw in one of the games threw like 60 off-speed pitches and didn't get a single swing and miss on it. You mm-hmm. cannot tell me That's that one of the greatest pitchers you know that we've seen in this generation isn't going to get a swing and miss on one of his breaking ball pitches. That doesn't happen. I have something to say. That's not That's normal. normal. That's not normal. That's, that, Who that, was the pitcher? Kershaw. Yeah. With his breaking <laughs> That's not normal. That's not. That's not really possible with his stuff. That's not. I'm gonna look at something. Go ahead. This is. This is gonna get you right here. So this again, <laughs> my opinion, completely different than y'all's opinion. Um, so at that level, at that level, when you're seeing 95, 96, whatever, you can tell automatically. I can tell at least automatically when it comes out of the hand, you know what pitch it is. <laughs> Most of the time. Because automatically that breaking ball looks different straight off coming out of his hand than a fastball. So as soon as it comes out, you know, I know, okay, well, here's a breaking ball coming. But now if I'm in college or they don't throw as hard, it's harder for me to do that because I can't tell automatically. So, And you're right about that. The difference is, though, is you get a guy like a Kershaw who's left-handed, for example, and if you're a left-handed batter, if you know I'm a left-handed batter and I've got two-ball, one-strike count, and I know he's throwing a breaking ball, then I'm just going to be relaxed. I'm just going to sit up because I'm not going to swing at this. Now, if I know the next pitch he's going to throw me a fastball, I've got myself ready to go. I'm geared up ready to go. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. There's a difference. If I know what he's going to throw to me, that don't mean I'm going to swing. He may miss. He may miss six inches off the plate. 
or he may throw it in the dirt, whatever. But if he throws it in the area, I know it's a, going to be a fastball, and I've got an advantage than, than from a guy that's – then I'm, that's one thing I don't got to eliminate, okay? I don't got to eliminate the changeup or the breaking ball or whatever. And it just – it makes your odds greater. So there's a reason think, why they hit like that. I think the two opinions from you guys totally speaks exactly to the personality. As You know, one's thinking of a coach, not just the one pitch – like Dalton, you're thinking, I, if it's a fastball, I'm going to hit it, you know. Like you're focused on that one pitch. When when your dad is saying, like, if it's this, now it's going to help me further down because I can fix the the count to where it's a, a more of a, a hitter's friendly count. Like, okay, if it's one, two and one, like you said, if you know the breaking ball's coming, if you lay off, it's a three one count. Like, Dude, that's the thing. I feel like I feel like being able to tell what pitch is coming is like always being in a hitter's count. Like I feel like you're always right. up three zero. Because three yeah. zero, obviously they try to throw you a get me over fastball, just get a strike out of the way, blah blah blah. I feel like that's always the position they were in over those few years because it was, you know, fastball. Don't say anything. Oh, so now I know it's fastball. Curveball. Oh, I'm gonna bang on the trash can or whatever. Oh, okay, that means they're probably gonna bury this one in the dirt. And then that's the thing too. If it's a bad curveball, an MLB player is already gonna usually destroy it because you know it's a hanging curveball whatever but now if you know it's a, a curveball and it's a hanging curveball i mean that's like you know doubling down on something exactly it's an advantage it's a huge advantage that's why he's got a lot to learn so he's got a lot to learn <laughs> he's still, he's thinking yeah, you know, you're thinking five pitches behind this first one so and that's, and that's key to it i mean that's key to being a great hitter overall is that it's a it's a thinking process, and, and you got to learn to eliminate things. And as a hitter, and what he's talking about setting on pitches is true. You, you want to, you know, you don't want to chase bad stuff, so you set on your pitch. But if I'm sitting on my pitch and I know it's coming, I, if I don't get a good swing, then that's my fault. Mm-hmm. If, I can, if I can swing the bat and I know what's coming, and he throws it in my location in my area, I, I mean, I got a chance to come unglued on that thing, and that's that's why knowing what comes, I think it's I think it's huge. That's, that's why I do too. Sorry, I do too now. I, I mean, you, you don't even have to think. Like you know, you get sometimes when the pitch is a curveball coming inside or coming looking like it's coming inside and curve out to him. You know, and you got your batter like, oh, I'm dodging like crazy. Well, if you know it's a curveball, you're not going to have that reaction. You know, you're going to probably stay in there and swing at it because it's going to be a strike. Like mm-hmm. you know in your mind that you don't have to worry about any part of that. So I mean. I think it, it eliminates your thought process and it probably feels like you have an eternity to see that ball because that's all you're focused on. You're waiting. You know exactly what's going to happen on that. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Here's when it makes the most difference is when you got two strikes. So, yeah. if my fastball is coming with two strikes, I'm not going to get fooled on that fastball. I'm, I'm not going to be hit on it or I shouldn't be because I know it's a fastball. But if he's throwing me a curveball with two strikes, I know that also. I know i got to try to, you know, there's a curveball coming, so I've got to try to fight this off or put it in play. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest differences. It's not early in the count as much as it is when you've got two strikes on somebody. So I'm able to get a good at bat or a better chance for a good at bat with two strikes than I would normally be because I'm not trying to eliminate, okay, what's he throwing? Right. That's, I think the biggest difference would be. And, see, I, and and I, always thought that the, I always thought the biggest difference where you could see that too is going back to the World Series stats. I don't, I, I don't know, like, every player's, you know, different batting average and things like that, but I remember Gurriel batted, like, 280 in Houston and batted, like, 90 at Dodger Stadium. Like, you – like, I mean, at that point, <laughs> you, you got to figure something's going on. 
Yeah, it it's it was obvious. I mean, once you were back at it, and then you could once they showed the stuff that they were doing, you I mean, it's obvious. It made, it made a huge difference. They won the World Series because of it. But it also, let me that. say this. Let me say this. They are not the only team to do oh, that. Probably not. No. Well, not the only team. Well, see, are here's, you here's my thing. No, no, no. But see, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Getting, getting pitches and like sign stealing, not against the rules. If you can decipher pitches with the runner on second base, congratulations. You're smarter than a lot of people, and that catcher should probably change up the signs. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different animal when you're now relaying it through, you know, sign or whatever, banging on the trash can. Now the batter knows, like that's. Is it's it's different. I don't know why. Like like to well, me, in my opinion, banging on the trash can is not really the bad thing. It's the using the technology to steal the sign, like to zoom in, yeah. get it in relay. Like banging on the trash can. That's to me. That's like okay, hey guys, when he brings the ball or his elbow down like this, you know it's going to be a certain pitch. You can relay that stuff. You know that's just paying attention to the game. But to have a camera zoom in to be like, okay, he did this sign. Let me send it. To me, that's the yeah. dirty part. Like if you can see the first base coach and he does a certain sign, you know something's about to happen. Exactly. Like, he, like you can decipher things. Yeah, that's just being brain man and picking up on the signs. And what's so bad about that? They were warned about it too, and they kept on doing it. I mean, they were they were actually called earlier, and they were they were given a written reprimand for it, and they and it continued. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and you like you're right. That, to me, it's totally different. If I got a guy at second base and he's relaying signs, some guy, some hitters don't like for you to tell them what's coming. I, I don't like. Some, it. Don't, some don't, like. don't like that. But I mean, but it's because it's almost like a guessing game. But now, when you've got guys in center field with technology, there's not a guessing game anymore. They're they're right. in, like you said, and they they know exactly what's coming, and they've got it figured out to a science. And then and they're telling. I think uh, too, they said was wearing some kind of little thing underneath his. Yeah, that's that was that was the other rumor that in yeah. what what was that 2019 that he was wearing a wire? Actually, yeah. no, wait, maybe it was 2020. Yeah, yeah, it was 2019. Last year was 2020. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm done. Uh, that's that's different. I mean, that's to, to another level. Like you get pitchers tip pitches all the time. You got, you know, we got guys trying to steal those kind of things or, or you know. When they're going to the plate and they're trying to steal bases, do they, you know, their cap bill up or the cap bill down when they're going to the both kind of things so you can steal? That's that's all part of the game. That's been around for hundreds of years. And that's that's the game. Yeah, exactly. And uh, but now using a camera to zoom in and that's dirty. It's dirty. That's taking to another totally totally. What about fixing the balls? What do you think on that? (laughs) Like I said, listen, like I said. Everybody in the game, don't think don't think this is wrong. Everybody in MLB right now does some, let, let's stop you listen, on this just listen, in case this may get you in trouble. No, 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 no. Here's the, <laughs> listen, they always say it. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, baby. <laughs> that's you just that's how you know, that's just how some people are. I you know, I completely disagree with that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. As, um, he has his toes crossed right now. We just don't know it. Well, listen, he, he's already got a Bible there. He's putting his hand on. He's swearing on it. Listen, I have never cheated at all. <laughs> listen, Lane, it's it's true, though. I agree with Dawn. I mean, every pitcher – look at every pitcher in the MLB. Every single one of them use pine tar. Every yeah. single – I don't care what anybody says. 
Well, that's like there's a new uh, a thing that's a scandal coming out now. I don't haven't seen something about it in about five or six days, but there was a uh, a manager of a not the manager, but like someone that was over the field that would fix the Roslyn bags. Yeah, have you seen that? I did they, not see that, but they're yeah, in the Roslyn. Uh, Ricky Henderson, they would wet down first base when when the A's would come into town. They would make it a little softer and wetter at first base to try to cut down on his jumps. Oh, I mean, all that stuff. I think what goes on the field is one thing, but using technology for somebody that's not a player on the team or, or somebody that's not involved really in the game, he's just a video guy out there. I, I think that's, you know, I, to me, that's taking it to another level. There's always been guys, Dr. Balls. I mean, I had a, had a kid a few years ball. ago, but we had a ball that got hit and the seam split on it, and he's throwing it out. And I'm over, what are you doing? You know, yeah. again, that's old school kind of baseball stuff. Right. So doing those kind of things. And, and, uh, and I think that, you know, like I said, they used to be that, that uh, when the Cardinals were playing in the 70s and 80s, when the Cardinals had all that speed and stuff, they would, they would in Bush Stadium, they would wet down in front of home plate when they had Willie McGee and all those guys. So they would, and Ozzie Smith and those guys, they would bunt more. And use Willie McGee, for example. He yeah. he could just fly. So they used it for the bunting game, and they soften it up around in front of home plate. So they, when they hit ground balls, it'd be slower. Or if they bunted, it would be slower. So they right. throw them out. I, I don't they even remember that. who the I don't even remember who the pitcher was. But I mean, like you said, you know, back in the day, you know, throwing spitballs and things like that. I mean, it, I, like like Dawn said, every everybody's doing something. It's just yeah. the. Like, there's different levels to it. I mean, it, it really is. Like you said, and, you know, everybody always says if you if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying and things like that. But, I mean, if it's different, it really is. If if they were using – if they if they were deciphering signs from second base, congratulations. Like, like I said before, you're smarter than everybody else. But, I mean, they installed a camera underneath the pitcher's mouth. I mean, yeah, like – and my – here's the thing that I always go back to, too. Coach, I didn't realize this. I just happened to look on my Facebook because that's what we're streaming on here too. My wife said, "What? You didn't tell me Coach Cornett was going to be on." And then Gerald Branham said it to tell you hi. Tell him I said hi. I love Gerald. He came to right. not too long ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Kristen, my wife, we didn't know Coach was going to be on. He made a uh, special appearance, and we're happy about it. Tell her I said hello. Love to see you. <laughs> Speaking of old school, which you said a second ago, and I know I interrupt the conversation there, I was wanting to ask you about this, and Dalton, I want your opinion on this too, because it's it's a, I'll say a new generation, old generation. What do you guys think of the analytical taking over baseball now? Because me and Connie, we can't stand. Listen, it. I'm listen, like I, like I said, Dalton, we're I don't I mean I don't know how old you technically are, but I assume we're around the same age. I I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do these analytics, bro. I don't know how you guys deal with it as baseball players, and I'm sure that there is an actual, you know, reason behind it. I think it kills baseball. I, well, I, I think it's got its place, but I also think that it's way overused. And I think that all of a sudden now we don't really have baseball people that have a feel for players in the game, and it's become all about analytics, and it's not really about what you see on the field and what you see from the guy. So. I, I do think it, I think it's a tool that you can use, you know, like any kind of statistics you can use, you know, about 
you know, if a guy's pinch hitting, he comes off the bench, you know, what kind of batting average he's got. You know, that's that's all kind of part of analytics too. But I mean, like the shift, for example, I absolutely hate the shift. I hate it. Worst thing baseball ever did. If they got a second baseman, he's supposed to play second base. I mean, <laughs> I don't think the shortstop and the second baseman, he should, the second baseman shouldn't be out in right field and the, and the shortstop move over to play second and the third baseman shift over to play shortstop. I, I think they second baseman should play second base. That's your area. First baseman's over. He's got his area. I mean, I, I just I wish they would take that out of baseball because I, I they have that, talked about it, and I'm I do, I do. and analytics are have become way, way, way too important. It's it's and some the Astros are one of the worst. The Astros, I mean, they they use it more than anybody in the game. It's really dominates their organization. So and I think it's too much. Perry says here, just the example of the Rays in the playoff when Snell was pitching so good, and then one of the best games he put on here, and and then to pull him out. I mean, he was upset, and the reason they did it because they say he pitches better for five innings. I mean, he was looking great. I think a lot of times, and one thing me and Connie keep saying quite a bit is, I don't know why we fire managers anymore because basically it's a computer no, running they're, these they're teams probably, now. There's, no, not, there's not a manager in, in Major League Baseball. They're no. They're they're figureheads. Yeah, exactly. They're figureheads. They tell them what lineup to make and everything. So there's no like like Snell. Okay, well he pitches better through five innings. That's all fine and dandy. But maybe today he's got seven or eight innings. You can take that five inning. You can take that for example and say, okay, now I'm, I need to watch him a little closer because after five he has a history of starting to lose it. Right. Okay. So that's that that's part of the analytics that you can use. To say I'm gonna keep a closer eye on him. Is he starting today? Is he getting tarder? Is today he's stronger? So that's where the feel from a, a coach and manager. They're taking that, like you said, they're taking that out of his hands. I mean, he's, he's right. what kind of lineup to play, and I mean, all kinds of things. You know, I think it goes even with the players. Um, players don't like at, at a younger, you know, like perfect game and all this, all this stuff. They'll, you know. Those numbers don't mean anything, honestly. They don't mean they don't mean you can play. None of that really has anything. You know what I'm saying? They don't have anything to do with it. I don't think. Obviously, it shows you have some some type of of whatever, but I don't, I don't think it. Well, that's like showcases. If yeah. Go, if you go to a showcase and there'll be kids, you know, they have a great arm, they can run. You know, they they look good in batting practice. But I've seen it a hundred times. You put them in an actual game and they look lost. They got all the tools, but they're not really ready to play. And that's but but a perfect game, for example. And I'm not talking perfect game for anybody like that. But those recruiting analysts things they they've got them highly rated just because of what because they ran a good sixty or something. Mm-hmm. And there's more to the game than that. Those there if if we use that same scenario, Pete Rose, for example, would have never played. Right. He was just all. So I, I think I see. This is this is the example I always go back to because it's it's like one of my favorite baseball stories as well. Um, I, I was listening to, you know, you know, the radio and just they were talking about baseball things. And uh, Michael Kay, who is the Yankees, you know, play by play announcer said, you know, he was talking to Joe Torre one time and he asked him about numbers and things like that. And Joe Torre told him, he said, listen, the numbers might tell me one thing, but the numbers also aren't going to tell me that David Cohn would go out there and kill somebody to get an out. And maybe, you know, the numbers would say to take him out right now, but 
maybe the player I'm going to bring in doesn't have that same fire, doesn't have that same passion. But I know David Cohn's on the mound right now, and he will kill you to get you out right now. Like, and that's the thing that I always go back to. I'm, you know, listening to Yankee games all the time, you know, being a fan. David Cohn says it all the time, too, and I agree with this because I agree with you, too, Coach. I think analytics have their place in every sport. And David Cohn says it all the time. Give me all of the numbers. Give me everything you have. Give me all the analytics. But let me determine what I want to do with them. Right. Instead of instead of me, you know, forcing it down your throat of if you don't take it, him out in the fifth inning, you're doing things wrong, blah, blah, blah. Like, all right, yeah, your numbers, congratulations. They did say he can pitch five innings very well and then the six he struggles. But maybe this game, he still has he's still throwing the ball at 97. He, you know, he's only allowed one base runner. Like at a certain point, I think it's you're almost hindering players now. Yeah. You gotta have a feel. I mean, that, that takes the manager, like you said, and Joe Torre was a genius. I mean, I mean, <clears throat> I'm a Reds fan, but I, I love what the Yan- I love a lot about what the Yankees have done, and and I, I like Aaron Judge, by the way, too. But See, he, I, you know, oh gosh, we're not going there. We're not what going. What a there. guy! <laughs> what a guy! But I mean, but I mean, you, I think there has to be a fit. analytics cannot tell you what a guy's heart is. He can't tell right. you what kind of fire he has or what kind of battler he is in, in crucial situations. I, I've seen guys that are dominating until the game is on the line. And all of a sudden in analytics, if you looked at him analytically, they would be, oh, this guy's a superstar. If you put him in that situation where he's got to get the last two outs in the ninth inning for you, he is not the guy. He can't handle it. There's certain guys that can handle that and certain guys that can't. I want the guy, and I want to have be able to see that feel. Is this the guy that I can put in, in the last inning? That he has that for me. Now it doesn't mean it's going to work out 100 percent of the time because none of none of it ever does anyway. But he's the guy that I want the ball in his hand when it matters. And I, I think that analytics take that out. They don't. They can't. They can't measure that. And that's what that's what's happening now with all this. You, you're taking the manager's feel out of it. They're going strictly by numbers. Uh, this guy's pitched five innings and he's got you know so many strikeouts and you know yeah whoop dee but. As he got him in the last inning when Aaron Judge is in the batter's box, or Glaber Torres is in the batter's box, you know what I'm saying? Or is Mike Trout in the batter's box? That stuff, that stuff, there's got to be some feel there. That's like, you know, even think about it, I don't know what matchup it would ever be. I'm just going to kind of be extreme on it. It's like, okay, you've got a pitcher up that every right-handed batter, he has a better chance. He's got like a, we'll just say, 60 to 70% chance of striking out or making him hit a ground ball. Well, your next batter up in the ninth inning, down one, is a right-handed hitter, and it's Mike Trout. I mean, you're going to be like, well, let me put in a left-handed hitter for this guy because the numbers said the right-handed the yeah. right-handed bat struggles with it. It, it, to me yeah. it takes the heart and soul out of the game i mean it's you might as well put robots out there like create each player and the way they play as robots and just put them out there that's how i feel about the analytics i couldn't agree more and let me let me add one other thing to that i actually have become not a fan of the instant replay oh yeah i can't stand it really like, yeah, yeah i can't I, the reason is that the object of the game is to get it right i mean that's important but the problem of it is, is now that it's like we can't, there's no mistakes. You, you don't get to see the, the managers run out on the field and argue with umpires. You don't get to. You got to be six feet away if you do. Throwing this little, you know, little yellow flag out or whatever. I mean, it's just not, I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I can, I mean, there's probably times when I've lost a game, I'd love to have instant replay, you know what I'm saying? But right. I think it's just taken a little bit away from it to me. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just that old school. 
Uh, If you are, I am too. No, because I can agree with it in a certain sense of, I think when, I think baseball had the right idea when they put in replay, I didn't think they were, they didn't, I don't think they thought it would blossom into what it is now. Because I think when they originally put it in, it was for the big plays, you know, the big moments. Because, you know, I think we can all remember when the White Sox pitcher lost his perfect game in the ninth inning because they blew the call. Like, like that type of thing is is where you wanted instant replay. But now instant replay is being used for, oh, oh, he, he stole a base. We're down eight runs in the ninth inning. But, you know, he popped up off the bag an inch too much, and I cut my glove on him, so he's technically out. Like, I don't think that's what they wanted instant replay to be used for, and that's what it's turned into. It hasn't um, become – it's not – it's not you know the big mistakes anymore. It's the it's the little ticky tack plays here and there where you're right. It it takes it takes something away from from you know a baseball. I think one of the best moments in baseball is when managers come out and argue. It's hilarious. I mean you know you go back old school coaches kicking up dirt, you know throwing things around like that's entertainment and that's what sports is supposed to be. Everyone remembers the video of the grenades that guy threw out with the sandbags and stealing the plate. Oh my gosh, that's some of the funniest videos I've ever seen. Yeah. We wouldn't have that. I, I think I, it's a little bit like analytics. I think it may have a place, but I think it, you're right. I think it's been too much, and it's not. Uh, sometimes I just think it takes away from a little bit of. I mean, I don't know. But baseball's not supposed to be perfect. It's like life, really. It's like the world. It's like life. It's not Whoa. perfect. So you, that's, so, you know, and it needs to be sure. perfect. You know, and it don't. It don't it's not supposed to be that. That's I honestly, and, and this is going to be crazy. I think uh, I don't like that they actually have the camera that, like, if you're watching a game live, if the it shows where the pitch came and the ump makes his call, like if the ump missed it or not. I'm like, don't don't show me that. I don't want to know the ump is wrong. What about the That's what I'm talking about. That's if it comes in a strike. No, or whatever. no, no, no. But they're gonna they might have yeah, an automatic yeah. strike zone. Yeah, like, oh, no. like they might get rid of home plate. Like, I think they'll still be home plate umpires, but they're gonna put like a. Well, see, that's what I was afraid of. That's what I was afraid of. Because what's the point of having an umpire if you can do it with by a camera yeah. and all that stuff? What's the so point of having a catcher? I mean, obviously to catch the ball, but as far as framing or any of that other stuff, it goes out the. I mean, goes out the door because just have a backstop. Hey, hey, if they want to get rid of framing, maybe my son, maybe my boy Gary Sanchez will start hitting better because they. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because you know they told they taught him how to start framing and everything, and that's when he just lost the bat as well. So if you want to take out framing, I might be a fan. I think if they, I'm sorry, when I when I was in the seventies, eighties, growing up, I remember that camera. A lot of the camera angles were from behind the home plate, mm-hmm. so you could see the pitch coming in. If you guys go back and look at some video in the seventies and eighties, maybe the Reds or something, you will see them that the camera was behind home plate instead of center field so much. So you actually got a vision of the ball coming at the hitters. Mm. It wasn't there all the time, but it was just it was pretty neat. I mean, they, don't, they don't do that anymore, really. That's I it. absolutely loved. I seen a video on I think an Instagram of a catcher wearing a like a GoPro yeah. like, catching. Yeah. I was like, man, this is an awesome angle. Why don't they put a camera on the umpire and like let that be a lot? I don't know for- why because I, baseball I is terrible that. at marketing. I mean, that's that is why. True. Yeah, they are. I, Robbie I actually know. ordered me a uh, GoPro. I didn't get to didn't come in in time, but I was going to put on my helmet while he was pitching so I could do his pitch logic so he could see the spin on the ball, his spin rate, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Listen, we need to do something with you having that on so we can actually see this and you actually break down pitchers for us. That would be yeah. pretty cool. 
Like, Actually, that's that's my question too, Dalton. I, I don't know, you know, if it would affect you. Do you think being mic'd up would annoy you as a as a player? No, I'll, I'll, this dude would eat it up. Look I'll at him. Look at no, because no. like that, like no, 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 like in all seriousness, that's what I think baseball has to do. Now, obviously, oh, yeah. this is a baseball show and things like that. I love other sports, obviously, you know, basketball, football, everything like that. Mike being mic'd up like on football plays and things like that, hearing the the trash talk, you know, you hear yeah. Phil Rivers who just retired, you know, you know 90 yard, yeah, 90 yard. like like it's the things like that that people as fans like to see. Like I said, people don't know who Mike Trout is because Mike Trout doesn't talk. If you're yeah. mic'd up, maybe you get those fun moments in the dugout or we, things like that. Like we need so, the MLP Helm from Sandlot, you know. Is that your girlfriend out there in Libby? Yeah. You know, yeah. We need that in baseball. Man, like, that would be awesome. like would you would you mind being mic'd up? Would you like it? Like I would love it. Honestly, it shows so like character. me or Robbie Rose shows our personality. Yeah. It, it can come out through being mic'd up. I mean, all the funny moments in the dugout, people don't get to see that outside of, you know, just the guys in the dugout. Because it's hilarious. You know, Listen, people don't know that. We, we need to get Dalton a mic and let him just start hey, wearing it to these games. I'll be mic'd up. Hey, listen, we'll do a Dalton segment every backstop banter. We'll take <laughs> the best moments from each game he plays. Oh, beautiful. There we go. Marketing. We get we get the fun stuff. Maybe. And then, you know, here's, here's the big plan. The MLB sees it. They like our idea. They pay us for the idea. We're rich. Ooh. There you <laughs> go. There so go. you're going to be rich from playing baseball. I need to make other money-making methods. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Like Dalton. I mean, I know we're just totally spitballing here. Would you wear a mic if we had it to like practices and stuff? And we could just put it on there and be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is the pitcher. He likes to throw it this way. Oh, did you see how I framed that? Would you do stuff like that for us? 100%. I would oh, love it. 100%. If, if we could make it live with him and like us be on here, that would be awesome. Oh, I'm just saying, I'm a communications major. I'll, I'll finesse the system somehow. I, I, I know how to do these things. Listen, we would go famous uh, if you put a mic on me. We'd go famous. Hey, Perry, we need to make this happen if you're still watching this. Uh, yeah, Perry. We, just, we got we're gonna, this. We got, we're going to start taking all the money from uh, the Backstop Banter uh, T-shirts and masks. I know what we're doing with it, Michael. I think this would be amazing. We, we, we could go big. I'm telling you. Go big. I thank you. And I, like, I know we're supposed to be rambling about all this stuff. With No, like, we're not. I don't care, but we'll do it next show. Don't care. <laughs> but that would help baseball, like fans baseball. Like right now, everyone loves Trevor Bauer because yeah. just the chaos that he brings. Like you see a personality with this guy. And, yes, he played for the Reds. But the throwing the baseball into the stands, the the – Cy Young uh, shoes or Cincinnati Cy that he had on this shirt, whatever. The beers that they made for him because, oh, oh, hold up, hold up. Perry, if we're serious, we like that. let's, let's make guys, this happen. Do you guys remember Mark Fidridge, the bird they call him? Do you guys remember Mark Fidridge? I how don't. old, uh, how long ago was this? It's, it was in the 70s, pitched for the Tigers. Okay. He we weren't alive. Before. Correct. You guys need to look up Mark Fidrich, Mark the Bird Fidrich, and and you'll know who I'm talking about. He talked to the baseball. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know who you're talking about. He was phenomenal, and everybody, I mean, the crowds would go nuts. They went, they just flipped, went crazy over him, and the, and he only had a couple of big, you know, big gears in the big leagues, but uh, mm-hmm. ended up getting killed in a, in a in a farming accident, by the way. Uh, but he was personality wise a phenomenal personality, and. 
he baseball took he took baseball by storm in the mid seventies. By he would talk to the baseball, and he's always he's bouncing around and talking. He looked and he looked like Big Bird on the Street. <laughs> so he was just, and they called him Marta Bird Fidry. So if you guys look him up and, and watch some highlights of him. He would get down and pat the mound with his hands, and you know, and just all kinds of different things, antics and stuff. And people just loved him. They freaked out really? a big. Baseball would be. Let me tell you another good idea is the day, uh-huh. in the, day in the life. So you go from me waking up to my routine every my just my day. Uh huh. Yeah. Waking up. I'll, in the fly, I'll fly down. I got a nice camera. There you go. <laughs> I'll fly down. No problem. No big hey, deal. You get us media passes. We'll just follow you around, man. We'll just go live hey, the whole time. I'll, I'll get you passes into the stadium, whatever. Yo, hey. listen, you you got to tell me twice. I'll get on a flight right now. I'll drive myself down there. And, I mean, I know I say this name quite a bit, but Brandon Phillips, when he played for the Reds, was so charismatic. Just, I mean, he had a smile like Dalton has the whole time he played. <laughs> and everyone's seen the butt tag that he did. Yes. I mean, there's oh, that's every- classic in our dugout. The butt tag is classic. <laughs> he would have been a wonderful person to have a mic on. Just the stuff that he does and, and the jokes that he plays on. Like, there's a video of just some of the stuff that he does. Like, there's one play where you don't even have the ball, but someone's on second and he runs over and tags them. And they about have a heart attack. He's like, oh, but he didn't have the ball, but he acted like he did. You know, he just had his fun. Baseball misses this part of, of just he, not knowing what's going on. He is the most fun to be around. He's hilarious. I'll be sitting in the dugout and he'll come up behind me and just smack me in the head. Just absolutely. Oh, yeah. Cause- <laughs> That sounds like a lot of people. He'll look around like, who done that? You know, like, and he knew he just smacked the crap out of me. You know? Let's just That's say, why we I can't wait to have Brandon Phillips on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Coach would have had a heart attack if Brandon Phillips played at Alice Lloyd doing stuff like that. Yeah, he would have. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like, I like character. We got a lot of guys with character. I mean, we. So I think that's good. As long as you just know how to do it. But I, Brandon Phillips, like like, like Robbie Rowe talking about character. Right. Robbie Rowe, he he throws bullpens without shoes, no shoes, no socks. Yes, that's a bold strategy, right there. All the earthing, earthing. <laughs> um, so so our daily routine, Robbie Rowe, we're hitting live BP on the field every day. Robbie Rowe ha- buys a scooter, an electric scooter. And so Robbie Rowe is on the scooter and <laughs> riding around catching fly balls. Wow. Oh my goodness, that made me drop my headphone here. Every, every day that's Robbie Rowe. I mean, he drives through downtown Lexington on a scooter and it <laughs> everywhere he goes tracks it. He has wow. A- See, baseball players, you you guys are really your own breed. Let's be honest. Some of them are crazy. Some of the crazy things that goes on, and we're missing it. I mean, that is prime. Like, how TV. fun would a dugout? Like, how fun would yeah, a mic'd up cool. be in the dugout after a home run? Like, oh, how fun? Wow. Some of the things going <laughs> wow. in the dugout. You don't want to know. Some of you got pretty good. Yeah, you got to censor it out. It goes to another gotcha. dugout. Does. I mean, there's a, it's a different breed. We hit a home Listen. run, start dancing. We go through a tunnel. Cause they hold the tunnel up, dancing, <laughs> screaming. Yeah, it's it's another world in the dugout. It's listen, and it's a it's of itself. But. Dalton, wherever you play, we're getting you a camera of some sort. That way, we can get some of this. We're getting media passes too, though. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm all in. Y'all can edit it if you can edit. Hey, I can. That's what we're in school for, so we're all I good. Can. 
We're all there's good. no editing. Just going straight with it, whatever it is. <laughs> oh no, we can't get Dalton in trouble. So I'll, don't worry. I got. That. Don't worry. I'm in school right now for the editing stuff. I got us taken yeah. care of. This yeah. is how I would be editing those things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's me. I mean, that's about all I can do. I, I, I wish I had it in Lexington because we would have made it big time. The big oh my goodness and crazy, crazy. <laughs> I'm just really excited about this now. I'm sorry, guys. This is seriously has been one of the best nights doing anything in sports and just my life for a while. I mean, I love my kids and my wife and everything, but just the <laughs> relax. Gotta, gotta throw the family in there. The laughter that we're having and just I mean, this is just guys being guys right now. That's right. I love it. Kristen, I love you. You're the love of my life. You're my smoking hot wife. Thank you so much. But uh, but this uh, was more fun. <laughs> no, I mean, Valentine's Day is coming up. I'm going to spoil you so much. I'm going to oh, cook. Michael, I think that's a different show. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Just make sure everything's good there. But uh, man, I'm all I'm all good, Michael. I like like I said, I know that we were supposed to talk about teams and the stuff. Giants. Guess what? Oh, hey, I'm sorry to say, not listen. Who, listen, you got you got DC three. Exactly. Yeah, let's, right. uh, let's be real here. This is a lot more entertaining than us blabbering about the Giants needing pitching because it's nah, Coach, whatever. what was your number? What what number did you wear? Five. Number five. five. So why didn't you go with five? Why did you pick three? Because everyone has a reason. A person. <laughs> oh, I'm my own person. I'm good. Yeah, King Griffey Jr. King Griffey Jr. Okay, so you're your own person trying to mimic King Griffey Jr. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe when you get to the majors, you'll switch your number over. There you go. No Most shot. Three for life. All right, so what if, what if what you if drafted by the Yankees? Drafted? Oh, yeah, I'll wear whatever they want me to wear. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, see, that's a smart answer, though. Yeah. I'll question. This is a serious question. But the number I always wore in everything, except for, okay, in basketball, was double zero. Absolutely love that number. There used, to be a, there used to be a pitcher that wore double zero a few years back. Is it against the rules to wear double zero in baseball now? Or, like, just people not wear that number in baseball? I, don't think, I just think people just don't wear it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I have it. Yeah, we have, we have a double zero. Awesome. Okay, good. Number. That is a flag number. Of course it is. Yeah. If you were and you go out there, people know automatically. We got, we got, so. got a 99 98 also. Okay. Okay. All right. See, now that we're talking about double zero and Michael here, Dalton and, and, and Coach, I need your opinions. This man thinks he could beat me one on one in basketball. Listen, I mean, I told you, if you want me to sound so cocky, get me talking about basketball, I promise you, even right now, I would cross you up. I kid you. There's not. no chance. I'm giving it a zero percent chance right now. I promise you. I would even say that I can almost get Dalton to do a, a 360 in my triple threat at the free throw line. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, just saying. I think. I need you knock him. <laughs> need. Uh, oh, <laughs> I heard uh, Jaron Strickland's on the team, right? I, he's not you know, very good you know, at basketball. You know, Jaron. Yeah, he used to live here in Harlan for a little bit. Uh, his younger brothers, James and Chris, I actually coached in basketball here at the, our little Christian school that we've got. You know, I think I think uh, Connie would definitely dunk on you. Oh, well, 
Coney, we know he's lying. You don't. This is not – well, listen, I might need a trampoline. There's a little bit of weight on me, but I can mm-hmm. – you know, if we go to a trampoline park, Michael's getting dunked on like like, <laughs> like it's no problem. I, look not, like, I, I would look like MJ out there. I'm to the point in my life now as far as my weight. I went to a trampoline park with my kids the other day. I was afraid to jump on the trampoline. I was afraid I was just going to like break through it. So I was so happy. They had like those 20-foot goals on it. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to – I better not even try it. <laughs> but, yeah, this man thinks he can beat me one-on-one crazy. Crazy talker. You know, we, can, we can have a two-on-two. Ooh, okay. Okay. I think, honestly, I think it's, it's got to be me and Dalton, though. I'm just saying. That's totally what I hey, thought, too. I'm good with that. Hey, fun fact about me is I signed to play college basketball also. Out of where, where at? Al Sloyd. <laughs> nice. Who coaches the basketball team now? <laughs> Would you really? It was JR. JR. Now, see, JR took over at when I was there. Uh, I was yeah. there for uh, GG for a while, Coach yeah. Gibson. And then it went over to Coach Hammonds. Just so you know, Connie, J.R. Hammonds was the coach. Yeah, I love J.R. Hammonds. Big fan of him. His midnight madness, if you will, he drove in a Harley. That was pretty cool in the gym. That is that's that's solid. That's a one. I'm not doing that. I can tell you that. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. I think the Harley got wrecked in the gym or something, so it messed up the floor. Or something. Uh, I'd, I'd say with that new gym, they ain't letting too much well, go on in there. There are no Harleys getting on that floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, unfortunately, I think we might have to wrap this up. I mean, I could do this all night, but uh, we're almost I, at twelve o'clock now. I could, I could do this all night for sure. But and, and Dalton, you got curfew, right? You got to be in the dorm by twelve, right? No, I'm staying at home. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't blame you. Well, you're smart, smart. See, you get smarter every time you open your mouth. Staying at home. I, that's right. I, I have to ask an Alice Louis College question real quick. Is there still hot pizza delivered there at eleven thirty at night? No, actually, the guy that, that did that passed away. Chester, Chester, Chester passed away. He yep. did. Yeah, he passed oh, away. About a year, so ago, a year and a half ago. Well, yeah. He made a he made a mint fortune over here doing that. Didn't oh he? my goodness, yes. Listen, every day he would come, he'd come at like eleven thirty and sell five dollar pizzas. Yeah. I would buy one and then I would go to the dorm and play poker till about seven a.m. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, you you, 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 say you would go study. You would go study, right? Study, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. With Jerry Wayne's class that I had to take and do really good in. I was trying yeah. to work on my accounting when it was actually poker math, but you know it happens. It happens. Education at times. That's hey, right. Math is math is math, you know. <laughs> Most of the time, I'd actually deal for a little bit of the poker and make my money from dealing, and then I would use that money to play. So I didn't really feel like I was gambling. You know, I was kind of like justifying it that way. But I actually ended up being able to buy my wife's engagement ring for doing that. So <laughs> that's something they talk about in movies, there, Michael. Yeah, yeah, Rain Man. Did Coach Mills well, play with you? Do what? Did Coach Mills ever play with you? No, 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 no. We we always played in uh the Howard dorm right there on the pool table. Yeah. Coach Mills plays it probably sometimes. He likes to play with them boys. Ooh. Ooh, man, should have got him. Yeah, so y'all y'all gonna have to set me up with a mic and we're good to go. Well, uh, really? hey, say no, this ain't no problem. I'll get your address right now after the show. It's no problem. All right, set me up. And I swear we're good to go. Listen, if we if Connie, you come up with a way to figure that out, Perry, you fund us somehow to do this, and I'm legit. Like if we can I'm get you. Pro, I need a GoPro. I need a video. 
I mean, I've got no a problem. GoPro. It's My brother got a GoPro. Don't you don't don't you worry. Okay. We got this. All right, we got we, this. We wouldn't be able to talk with him through a GoPro, would we? No. But you but you can video it and yeah, you can video but it. You and can then, video. Listen, he we'll videos just, it, we'll video it, then we'll just call can, you and you have your headset on, and you know, we'll just talk through the phone and then you'll record. And then the Connie, you can put those two together, no, right? No, no. This is what happens, right? He records the video and then he does a voiceover, and then bam, okay. we're all good. Yeah, or we just we we play the footage on here and be like, okay, this is what we're doing now. Like, Look at that dude's feet. He doesn't have shoes on. He's throwing <laughs> back and with no shoes. Does he wear socks? No. Oh wow. We'll get on a call tomorrow and bring. See, and this is why this is why we like Perry though. This man, this man. You know, we're serious about it. Business, business is business. Let's, let's go. Know. But you know what, Michael? Michael, you know how we're going to afford these things though. I have a feeling that we're probably going to be paying the bills. You know, you know what? We are going to pay the bills. So this has been unbelievable to say the least. Uh, and as we're going to kind of wrap it up here, I'll say, you know, if you are into the gambling world, make sure you go to mybookie.ag, use code USM100 to double your first deposit up to $1,000. They're always doing great things over there in the betting world for you. Then, with all of your money that you're going to make, don't play the Mega Millions or anything like that because I need to win that, okay? So don't play it. But then go over to Teespring slash stores slash Unwrapped. Check out the Backstop Banter merch as Michael was showing you right now. Buy yourself a nice little Backstop Banner t-shirt. Support the show. Uh, we also have Unwrapped gear over there. We have, you know, Fights Unwrapped has gear. Ladies first, the hard count, you know, shows Every, everybody has something going on there, so make sure you check it out as Michael is showing it to you right now. And then go over to rxhemp.com, use code rxhemp-usn to save you 10% on your entire order. Ooh, look at those. Look at the products right there. Beautiful. Sweet. Oh, you know what? I didn't even show this. Let me back out of this now. Let's see here. Let me. Uh-oh, Michael's trying to do technology, guys. This usually doesn't go well. Oh, never mind. Look at the. You see the mug? We've, we've been around since 2019, so that's what it is. Yes, sir. So make sure you guys go check out the store, check out RxM, check out mybookie.ag. Uh, this has been easily the best episode. This was a ton of fun. It was almost two hours. I don't care. Uh, we didn't talk about the Giants or the Astros much. I also don't care. Don't care. We got we got a show next week. At, we got a show next week anyway, so we got plenty of time to catch up. Uh, Dalton, coach, I'll give you guys the floor if you guys want to, you know, plug anything, say anything before we go, and then, you know, Michael and I will do our normal stuff. Well, we just want to thank you guys for having yeah, us. Had a great time. Again. Enjoyed it. Anytime we can talk baseball, it's always a good time. So, yep. Anytime you want me, you know. I was going to say, will you guys come back on sometime? You know where to get me. Because, coach, we're going to be talking about the White Sox soon, and, you know, you did play for them. We'd like to maybe get some inside scoop on there. Be honored. Appreciate it. Very much. I enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun tonight. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on. Mark Pidridge. Look up Mark Pidridge. I got you. I've got it written down. Thank you. Thank you for having us, guys. Thank you so much. Connie, you want to do your plugs real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah, make sure, like I said, Thursday, we do this 10 Eastern every night. Or every night. Every Thursday, I mean. Uh, And then Mondays, I do generational sports with Josh. Uh, that's seven Eastern. We always talk about everything over there, football, basketball. I'll try to sneak in some baseball things if Josh lets me. Um, and then, yeah, I, I guess I've plugged this as well. Follow me on Twitch, Anthony underscore Connor. We just got affiliated. So 
thank you everybody who has followed me. I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, this was a ton of fun. Michael, what's your app before we head on out? All I got basically, I mean, uh, the banter, excuse me, all I do, but uh, follow me on Twitter, MDLawson00. Uh, also going to try to push really hard to go find our uh, Unwrap Sports Network on YouTube. Go find it on Twitch as well, Unwrap Sports as well. We've got the gaming and the Unwrap Sports because at some point the Twitter world may not do our live streams, or may not hold the videos. We're not really sure what's going to go on with, with all that. So keep an eye out there. Everything that their whole Unwrap Sports Network does will be on our YouTube page and our Twitch possibly as well. So again, guys, I can't thank you all enough. I really enjoy this. I've said it enough. I really respect your all's family and just the way you all are close knit. And it's just wonderful. America needs you guys. You all need your own show. <laughs> Thank you all so much. We Thank you. An honor. We, we enjoyed it. All right, yes, guys. Sir. Everyone, have a good night. Good See night. Ya. Good night. Bye-bye.